Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 51. Today should be a very special episode. We're talking about hometowns, uh, what it's like uh, in your own hometown, and also kind of what it's like after you leave your hometown and, uh, you know, kind of going through some of those adjustments as well. And today we have a very special guest and we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we get to that, I cannot uh, forget to announce my amazing co-host, my buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello. Hello, everyone. And welcome to episode 61 of the Untranslatable podcast. Chad is just saying... Many freguista. Uh, Chad, you said 51. Uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but, you know, that's not first. First, spread a little love. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to slow it down and spread a little love uh, by please asking everyone to uh, follow us <laughs> on uh, Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. I've been going video crazy this week. Uh, this is what happens when you have a lot of uh, free time. And speaking of video crazy, the Untranslatable Podcast is going video right now. And the previous episode, episode 60, is on video right now. And uh, I did it, not to brag, but I'm, I, I guess I'm just going to take a hot second to brag. If you want to tell me how awesome that video is, email me at the untranslatable, at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. No the. I can always say the, and there's no the in there. Untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. And rate, rate and review us five stars. Hello, Chad. How's it going? It's going great, man. Uh, it's going absolutely great. But today, we're all, we're we have a very, very special treat. And uh, I am very happy to announce our special guest for our episode today, for episode 61, our buddy Don. What's going on, Don? It's going well, man. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm very honored to, uh, to be here today as a, as a guest on the show. I'm ecstatic. Turns out all it takes is just asking. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? L- little do they know I was prepped with a mic about a month ago waiting for this moment, and it's just taking them this long. So <laughs> <laughs> We like to take our time here at the Untranslatable Podcast. That's only for took- sure. It only took 60, so. <laughs> According to Chad, it only took 51. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Hey, Chad, I have a quick question for you. Um, so um, where does one find a language partner? I just want to figure this out. I've been Googling it all week, and I don't know where to look. Where does one find a language partner? Yeah, um, someone that I could, uh, you know. Is there, like, there's prob- there's got to be, like, a Philly Reddit, right? Or, like, a subreddit? Oh, that's a good idea. I'll try that out. I mean, I love Reddit in general. Yeah. Um, Am I going to have to like, blow them? I'm, I mean, ideally not. I don't know if how Reddit works. If you find someone who wants to be a mutual language Reddit partner... Always, Reddit always seems you should be seedy good. to me. I mean, if you want really seedy, dude, go with Craigslist. Then you're really good to go. <laughs> I would agree I wanted, there. I want a G- German mistress to uh, <laughs> discipline. <laughs> I need a little Fraulein. Oh, interesting. There, I'm might, there, <laughs> there might also be some type of German club or German organization in Philly. I would be willing to there, bet. Oh, there has to be. You know, I, that's funny be. that you say that. I live a 10-minute walk away from the German Society of Pennsylvania. No joke. Well, there, <laughs> there you go. And you're asking I don't even know why you ask. Yeah. I guess I could just walk in there, but it doesn't seem like just a public place to walk into. you got to wear your Austrian jacket when you walk in there so you can flex on them a little bit. Oh, that's a good idea. Hey, Don, do you have any, uh, like, language abilities at all? Uh, I would I'd be lying, but i say no, no. What I, did you... I, lo- I, I took French in high school. Okay, okay, okay. Cheated yeah, I mean, I did too. My, my French is terrible as well, so. I, I did know a little Japanese when I went to Japan back in the day, but that, that also has departed my, uh, 
my I can knowledge count, base. I, I know some Japanese, some basic Japanese. I can count to ten in Japanese. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Ichi ni sashi go loku sichi hachi kyuju. I could probably actually wow. keep nice. going because I think it's like just kyuichi, or excuse me, juichi, like, you know, ten one, ten two. So I could probably keep going. Domo can I just say that the, the counting system in French makes no sense to me? Uno, dos, trois. Nope. No, 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 like the like the two, <laughs> like the two, t- the two twenties oh, or the four twenties. Can't say, sit. I don't even know oh, anymore. Shit, I'm <laughs> Slipping on gator piss. <laughs> no, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. That's I, I don't can't remember fifteen. I can't remember. I can't. That's, that's kind of where I lose it. But then I can do like I know like vent. 21, 22, and then, twa, uh, and then I can do 30 I don't even know what numbers 30, these are. Tr- and then I can do and 30. I, I could, you know, I could, I, but I how could. Do you, how, how do you yeah. remember these things? Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm smart. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I Is mean, it? I can't remember anything useful, though. Let's put it that way. I mean, numbers, like what, that's kind of not the least useful, but that's not going to really get me around day to day. Granted, I could do that too, not to brag, but <laughs> no, no, not well, not well. Once you're, but that's the thing though, is I can do it. I could say phrases to you, guys, but that's d- totally different than actually keeping up with when someone says something to me. I, I like if someone were to say something back, I'd be like, whoa, can you say that about like sixteen times slower? And uh, Th- that's my life in the Czech Republic in a nutshell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then the whole lot. Move to Anglitsky. That's uh, <laughs> yep. that's do you speak English in Czech? <laughs> yeah, that's um, pretty let me, wild let, let me just say one thing I am very impressed you guys do know other languages I feel uh, not very competent knowing the fact I only know English and I work for two French founders and uh, everybody's like bilingual at my company so it is quite a I don't know I feel are like they, you guys are a level above are they bilingual by like um, by by heric- like is it because of their families or is it more yeah. because of they've learned languages like they went out of their way to learn a language no, they they were born over in um, who's they were born in France. Uh, there's Daniel and Jonathan. So most oh, of my, okay. most of the company is a good portion of the company is not from the states. Uh, so they're they're both went to school maybe I think in Switzerland I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, then, then they're probably tri or quadlingual lingual food. Yeah, they, I think grew so. Up in yeah, they could probably throw some German yeah. in there. Yeah, they probably can. Italian, French. Yeah, mm-hmm. no problem. We have a lot of French people working in our company. One of our co-founders was French. Or no, first angel investors was French. So like, there's a lot of uh, language in our company. Mm, okay. That's sweet. That's awesome. You hear yeah. it on like a day-to-day basis? You, you, like, do you hear uh, other languages hear, thrown around? We hear Spanish more often when applicants call in. That's one of the highest level like languages that we have to have. Um, but well, you are in California for those yeah. people that don't know. So that would make sense. Yeah, and I do work. Yeah, and I do work for a company that deals with a lot of. Uh, a lot of different nationalities. So we randomly have on our Slack channels, like, can you, anybody translation, translate this? And it's like in Serbian or something like that. I don't even know if Serbian's a language, but yeah, it is. it's yeah. in. Yeah, oh, yeah. it is? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I think that was the last <laughs> one that came up. And someone pops in, and we usually have someone in-house who can translate just about anything. It's kind of impressive. Is that their job? Or, or do they do no, some other stuff, like too? No, they're all, like, in, like... They just he, find someone that... Um... He was an enge- he's an engineer who knows about four languages, like our oh, nice. legal, our legal counsel knows two or three. Like we just like they slack into a channel. Like who can translate? They're like oh yeah, I know what this is. Like we can validate this was a degree from this country. We have a guy that works in our department, and he um he's from India, 
And uh, he does um, just like purchasing of products and and like order like handling that stuff. But we work right next to HR, and like at least two or three times a day, people from HR are coming over and having him translate um, for. I think he speaks more than just Hindi, like which is you know his Indian language, quote unquote. Maybe also Tamil as well. Yeah, but he speaks a couple different languages uh, from that area, and there, we have a lot of production people that are from you know various. Asian and uh, Asian and Hispanic countries, and um, he's constantly being called over. Alex, can you come translate this? And he walks over and's gone for like five minutes and comes back multiple times. Before we go on, can we um, give our listeners out there a little um, introduction of um, who you are, Don? Because you are a new guest <laughs> on our show. Well, oh, yeah, I, I guess, guess I, let me do that. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, okay, okay. Don is a, uh, I mean, well, Don's Chad and Chad is mostly, I guess, m- he was our, my friend from college. We met in our business program, and we roommated together on this summer summer program thing we had to do for our business program, and that was a lot of fun. We, um, um, and then now, ch- and uh, and then so, um, I mean, the thing about introing you is, I want is that, um, I don't know, you're just a good friend. What what do you want to say? What do you want to say about yourself then, I guess? Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess I can give the, the insight of how I know you guys. I indirectly know Chad from what, like middle school or high school? Yep. Yeah, Maybe. we go way back. Middle we school. Go, eighth grade. Yeah, yes, I remember all of that. Uh-huh. And then, uh, eighth grade. Good times. Yeah, uh, so Chad grew up uh, one town over from you me. You guys knew each Jackson. other in eighth grade? Like, yeah, we did. Kind of. We knew, we knew each other. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know we you met mean. each other, I think, like once. I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, you, you always knew the people at the other school because they were these always right. like this, like the, the lure well, see, of like... The, that's hometown stuff, though. It is. It is very... Oh, it, is. it does transition very well into hometown <laughs> stuff because that is hometown Midwest, I guess, like just kind of how it is. You're always allured right. by the, the school next door that you don't really know. Uh, but it, yeah, I guess... yeah. You also had like a interesting sort of hometown experience because you did not like you were very intertwined with your local giant high school pioneer, but yes. you didn't go to that high school. You went to some no. weird sort of hippie high school. You went that, to like, community, you guys, right? Like, um, I did go to community high. <laughs> you guys, yeah, it, you guys, what painted and uh, built sculptures for a science class? Thought. That's what people thought <laughs> and sang songs for English class. <laughs> we had a lot of hands. We were very just a big community. Nobody Our knows. Was a, Nobody knows more verses of Kumbaya than uh, than Don. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we were very welcoming. Our, our mascot was a rainbow zebra, so I was no very way. proud of that. I swear to God, you can Google it. Community high <laughs> Are you serious? Zebra. Not kidding. It's painted oh, on wow. the side <laughs> in the front. That's oh awesome. Oh my gosh, that was better than our mascot. We were the dreadnoughts, dreadnoughts, which is like a well, it's a battleship. So that that in itself is kind of cool. But then like also, the Dexter dreads, I don't know. Previous beer of the pot as well. The Tonewood Dreadnought. Remember that? Yep, I do. Um, I do. Okay. And now, Don, but you're not in Ann Arbor anymore. Where are you? No, so I, I currently live in San Francisco, California. I uprooted about, oh, almost two and a half years ago, exactly. I decided to move there without ever being there before. Made the decision roughly this time three years ago. So I'm. Was that a tough decision to make? No, I knew at the time I wanted to get out of uh, get out of Michigan, try something new. I wanted to go to somewhere I'd never been before, and where I didn't have any friends. And so I just transplanted in, and two and a half years later, I pretty happy with it. Good, good career and move, did, good life move. Did you have a job already lined up, or did you move out there with a job, like trying yeah, to find a job? I had a job lined up, so I transferred internally with uh, the company I was with. 
Oh, very nice. That's smart. Yeah. You get the job security, that aspect. You get the easy onboarding, help you move out there. So you, you work the system a little bit. <laughs> nice. Nice. And California's been treating you good? It has been. Uh, it's been a good transition. A lot of learning. Uh, so I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Silicon Valley, so it is the heart of everything uh, tech-wise, and that's what I want to get out into. So given the tech field, yes. I think San Francisco is very much different than a hometown uh, that would categorize. It's, it's a very strange place to be. Uh, it wears on you after a while, but I'm very happy I made the move out here. What wears on you? Um. I mean, it's my first time living in a, in a real city. I don't have a car. I walk to work. Mm. I rely on Uber heavily. That's awesome. It is awesome. But if you think about that, it's the people who move there, the culture of the city. Um, it's just different. It's the, it's the appeal of like being able to be back in Ann Arbor where you could drive 15 minutes, be out in the country and have that mm-hmm. freedom of mobility. And I think that's one thing about having a car that uh, I, I took for granted is that having that ability to be like, I can just go leave. I can't just go leave. I understand what you mean. I, I, you know, I still have my car, but I, I also moved to a quote unquote big city and um, I've had to train myself and learn that if I'm going somewhere within the city that just n- don't even consider your my car as an option. Like that's the last option. And so uh, you do. It is it is it is it does take some simple getting used to because even. Don and I used to live together in a little city called Royal Oak. And in Michigan, in Metro Detroit, that was kind of like the cool little city to go to. Uh, you know, There were a lot of them, but that was one of them. And it was um, not big at all. It was like two main streets and then some places off of those main streets. But it was not really like a city. And the, one of the things that I miss most about Michigan was like a 15-minute drive or like a 30-minute drive being like no big deal. And like, oh, it's just a quick 30-minute drive or something like that. A 30-minute drive... For me in in Philadelphia, <laughs> is like three miles, <laughs> you know, or yes. like right. four miles, <laughs> and so it's not like a peaceful. It's just like you know, like all through the city, unless I'm like going to the suburbs specifically. But that's like a thing, you know. Yeah, so. right. And I feel you as well, Don. I don't have a car here in the Czech Republic, obviously, because I'm not going to buy one while I'm here for for ten months. <laughs> um, although I have to say, there's a company of cars here called Škoda, and they're actually pretty sweet. Um, they're really nice-looking cars. Um, they're owned by Volkswagen. Is it like a drive share oh, thing? No, no. It's just a car company. And they don't. Huh. So they have Uber in Prague, which is uh, the city I was in this weekend. But in my town, uh, there's only about 50,000 people. And like, there's no way there's an Uber here. And I've tried to call taxis before. And because my check is horrible, I always get hung up on. Always. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yep. So thankfully, all the bars are within walking distance, so I don't really need a taxi. But I've tried it before, and they always hang up. I'll try to say it in check, and they like say something I don't understand them, and then I'll ask them. Jared knows what I'll ask them. Nouvete Anglitsky. I wonder if they just assume um, like you're hammered or something. Dude, I call them at like 10 o'clock. I hope, I hope people aren't hammered by 10 p.m. I mean, everyone's hammered at but every time of the day. There's always someone hammered at some time. Like, there's someone hammered everywhere in every time zone currently, right now. Yeah, you're not it's wrong. It's the reality of this world we're living in, Chad. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> What's the saying? It's five o'clock somewhere? Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or as I say, it's uh, 10 in the morning somewhere. <laughs> um, so I mentioned I went to, uh, I was going to go to a, that, so last episode was about making friends uh, adult style. That's not the title. Oh, wow. 
But uh, and making oh. friends abroad adult, adult style. But we also translated it to moving to new places like me. And um, I had mentioned that that we're both going to actively do some things to um, improve that. And I didn't give Chad one last time, so I'm going to do that first. Perfect. I want Chad to, you know, I, you know. So we've been doing this podcast for a while now, episode sixty-one, or as Chad says, fifty-one. <laughs> Many fregista. We've done this Czech word of the pod ever since he's been in the Czech Republic. And I figured, uh, you know, he's only got 10 months, as he said. He's been there for four months, going on five months. It's time to up the ante. So I want him to take some of these Czech words of the pod and directly translate them to his life. So say, if you go to a grocery store, I want you to say some sort of either some sort of phrase like, um, like, the like, I, I don't, I don't know. For example, this might be too complicated, but say like the weather looks, though it looks like it's going to rain, or it rained, or it's going to rain. You know, however you do it, mm-hmm. or like have a good day. I want you to up the ante somehow. Then I want you to come back and tell me the phrase that you applied, rather than just giving me a phrase. All right, I will tell you the the basic like you know um, niceties or whatever the right term is for it. I do say you know have a nice day, hello. I do those. So to up the ante, what I'll do is um, I'm not going to do this at a grocery store because people in the Czech Republic don't do this. They don't make small talk like you know us three as Midwesterners. I don't make small. You can make small talk at the grocery store and nobody will really bat an eye. But I was talking to one of my students. And they were on the bus and they were talking about some like computer game they're into. And this guy overheard them and tried to jump in the conversation. And they were like, what is this guy doing? Like, this is so weird. So what I will do is I have a, I know, right? Uh, as a Midwesterner, it hurts. It hurts to hear that. But, but um, Jared is so happy though. He's like, I should move there right away. Right. Yeah. I probably we, we found the, the right place to for give Jared. that sort of up and down look like, um, can I, can I help you here? Right. But I'll go to, I'll go to my favorite pub this week. Um, and there it's pretty normal to be social. So I'll go there maybe with a student, maybe by myself, depends on how brave I feel. And, uh, I'll try to speak some Czech and we'll see how it goes. And I'll report back to you uh, next episode. Okay. All right. I like So can that. you recap your homework? Cause I'm also curious to see how uh, your homework went. So my homework was, um, to just apply some of these phrases. Cause I had a party I had to go to. And I had to apply some of these uh, some of these action items we talked about last um, episode, and so I went to this party, and it was a graduation party, a college graduation party. Someone was graduating from college. For those of you that looks so enthusiastic, Jared. I'm sorry. By the way, by the way, by the way, right? I forgot. Can you tell Don what the actual homework was? Like, give more specific details. To strike up conversation, wasn't it? Yeah. To strike up conversation oh, wow. with someone, and, and and the action item really was to like get like a contact, and not like some sort of hook up with some chick thing, but like uh like make pu- a friend, purely platonic. This is not a, a some pickup artist show we run here. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly neg the person. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> and then give them a half a, a backhanded compliment. Um, no, um. So it was a great. Uh, sorry, the reason I look like that is I forgot that I'm actually on video now. By the way, go to our YouTube uh, Untranslatable Podcast on YouTube and see me look uh, like I'm very uninterested on on YouTube. Um, <laughs> so there was this party, and it was a graduation party for someone graduating college. Um, first of all, I've never felt so old in my life. I'm 26. 
I don't feel old. If you were to see the cleanliness of my uh, kitchen right now, you'd be like, this person is like home alone status uh, age. Like it's it's a disaster <laughs> in my in my home right now. Clothes on my sofa. But anyway, um, I'm 26. I'm an adult. And these fucking children. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're an adult. I don't know about that. Well, but I don't these know fucking that children made it clear. So <laughs> I went to this party, and um, for, so I, I realized I'm terrible at um, at like I hate the idea of striking a conversation. So like I didn't just want to like stand around. So I went to go sit on a comfortable sofa, and I kind of just sat there on my own for. Um, it was fine. I'm not complaining. The hardest part is not going on my phone because I'm fine sitting alone. But once I'm on my phone, it's it, it's not a good look. So right. he, he's got to sit I there. Agree. But I'm like, I'm also fine to sitting here. I don't need people to talk to me. But in my head, I'm like, I have to record a podcast tomorrow uh, in two days. I can't come back saying I I found some hilarious uh, things on Twitter. Um, I mean, so, that would also be good, but that wasn't the homework. So um, the host of this party, um, not the one graduating, but the place whose house it was at, she came up to me, and we were talking for a good bit. And um, she mentioned, she's like, oh, so you're, um, she's like, you're not in college. You're like, in a, you actually have like a real job, right? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yes, I do. She's like, how old are you? I was like, 26. And she's like, Wow. Um, not the first wow I got that night after hearing 26, by the way. It really got old. <laughs> and she's like, so, and so she was almost like interviewing me. She's like, I just want to know what it's like to like live on your own and, and support yourself. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, I was like, I, I, and I, I entertained the, the conversation because it was, it, it, it was a fine conversation, but it was just like, well, I'm not 62. I was like, I was, it, was just, it was so ridiculous. And then, so. Or 51. She was nice and whatever. We had a nice conversation. She was fun. She kind of reminded actually, she was younger than me, obviously. She was probably like 22, I think. But she reminded me of like most of my aunts. She uh, was very aunt-like. And I heard I heard after fr- uh, from one of her friends that everyone calls her Aunt Nessa. Her name's Vanessa. So I was like, oh, okay. Makes sense. Anyway, another dude uh, who looks like Cor- Corbin Blue. Rem- have you guys seen High School Musical? Yes. Yep. The light-skinned black dude with the hair. That's Corbin Blue. Um, dude looks like him, you know, it's like, imagine if, you know, every, if, you, if you've only seen Mission Impossible and you see Tom Cruise and you imagine that he's 6'2", and then you see him in, um, <laughs> in person and you realize he's 5'6", that was the version of Corbin Blue that I saw. Uh, <laughs> he, he was bigger than that, but, uh, he wasn't 5'6", but, um, <clears throat> so this guy and I started talking. And the first point of conversation was we, and so we start talking, and he, once again he asked me, "Oh, how old are you?" And I was like, "26." He's like, "Wow, this dude was 21." And I was like, "Jesus, dude, oh my god!" But anyway, we start talking about music. Turns out he plays guitar and bass. He plays nice. in church. He talks about how he loves to jam, and I told him how I would, I, I like the idea of jamming. And you and yes. I always talk about jamming. Yes. But I'm always terrified because uh, I'm always terrified to jam with people like you, for example, Chad, because you're. You know, you've been playing since you're a child, and you and you like you're jam. You've been jamming all your life, and I'm just I've only been playing for three years. And he was saying how that's how he started was like by embarrassing himself, just jamming with people way out of his league and stuff like that. And after all of that, I never. Um, and so we had a great conversation about music and all that stuff. And he asked me, uh, like I mentioned, that I was a car nerd because I mentioned my job is car related. And he's like, "Oh, have you heard of regular car reviews?" I was like, "Yeah, I watch their YouTube videos and listen to their podcast all the time." And so we talked about that, and so we had a bunch of co- stuff in common. And he was just sort of—he was kind of nerdy, like like I like I kind of felt like I saw myself in him. This didn't help with the feeling like an old person, by the way. He was talking about this girl he had a crush on, <laughs> and he was talking about how she was like 
she kept saying um, she wasn't interested in a relationship, but he like kept, like clearly he was really into her. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's adorable. Then at the end of it, I was like, dude, get out of it. I was like, don't even waste yep. your time. Like she's not like you're not. You, there's I understand where you're coming from because I've been there at least 48 times but like it's just not <laughs> it's not it's not going to go the way you 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 hope it's going to go like he was he played a playlist during the party it was a nice playlist like that fit with the theme of the party it wasn't like weird but it was clearly like he was a playlist he made just for her and i was like bro you're way too into this girl you like she does not she like you're way too into this it was hard but i liked him and after all of that by the way the main point of the assignment was to and I, I was like i should clearly get this guy's number and try to jam with him or something i didn't do that Oh, however, no, Jared. However, oh. however, I do know oh, a, I do know a friend of his friend a friend of his. So maybe I'll 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 weasel my way back in because I should have. But it's weird for me to ask some like honestly, and this is not even just a, there's nothing weird. This be is like, not even yeah, just like a masculinity sometime. thing. It's a masculinity thing. It's weird for me to ask anyone. Hey, can I get your like? Hey, let me get your number so we can because I'm like uh, I, I always think I'm getting the I'm getting the wrong. That's why vibe. you don't ask for your number. You go, hey, let's jam. What's the best way to contact you? Exactly. Oh yeah. But now, but now, but the fact he might, is twenty one, he might ask for your like your Snapchat or something because I've heard that's no, a thing nowadays. <laughs> is that they? That's how the, Jared and I used. He has to, Instagram. He showed me that's his Instagram. That's how Jared and I used to communicate. Oh, he, nice. He like we we used to communicate with Snapchat. We yeah, all you did. and I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, all, that's I, the I, only I way we used. But they got to a college. point where I just got sick of it because I hated the fact that I had to take a selfie every time. I actually fully to. deleted my Snapchat. Yeah, usually it's a dick pic. No, sorry. I actually <laughs> fully. <laughs> oh god. I fully deleted my Snapchat about a year ago, and it's and, and that's actually no, maybe a little less. But whenever I got Instagram, I got rid of Snapchat. I was like, Instagram's a better Snapchat. I got you the story. Got Instagram. And I'm not, and I never snap people directly anyway. So who cares? You're just a silent creeper on Snapchat. I know. I know. Yeah, so I just creep on Instagram instead. <laughs> There's more pictures to look at. That's fair. Gross. Like it's fair. And did you did you get to your other homework assignment? What was the other one? You gotta remember you gotta go out alone. Go to a bar oh, alone. I didn't do that. Sorry, I didn't do all that. All right. It's all right. I, I figured that was too much for one weekend. So <laughs> I, I actually was pretty tired. I went to bed surprisingly early yesterday. I went to bed at like uh, eleven o'clock, which is shockingly early for a Saturday for me. Nice. Jesus. I was in bed by like nice. nine o'clock. Usually oh, on a nice. weekend, I go to bed at like three. Yeah, I was in bed at four on Saturday and Damn. T- or no, four on Friday night. Okay. Well, I guess it'd be Saturday morning and two on Many Saturday. Many We have a winner. Jesus. I guess so. Actually, I got a quick little uh, story I want to tell you, Jerry. Did I mention that I was going to that secret bar in Prague during our last episode? I think you mentioned you're hanging out with David in Prague. I, you didn't, I don't know if you mentioned you're going to the bar specifically, but I so saw let David me paint this picture. Instagram. Right. Let me paint this picture for Don and for our listeners out there. So I met a guy through couch surfing, which is also something we talked about in the last episode. It's a you know good platform to meet people. And uh, we went to this one bar, um, which was pretty cool, but it was really crowded. And so he said, well, I have a guy who owns kind of like a, it's kind of like a speakeasy in Prague. Let's just go there. So I was like, oh, sweet. Okay. Sounds good. So we go in there and it literally looks like an apartment. Um, I'm not going to say where it is in Prague because I don't want to rat, rat out the owners or anything because it's, it's, but it's awesome. And so, you know, you go there and it's pay as you go. So, you know, you buy a beer, you want to pay a dollar for your beer, you can pay a dollar. You want to pay $5 for your beer, you can pay $5. And they have beer, they have liquor. But the coolest thing about this place 
is they have guitars and uh, a bass and uh, ukulele and a bunch of different instruments just hanging on the wall, and you can just grab them and play them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's really awesome. And so it's got this really like kind of hippie, bohemian vibe to it. It's awesome. And so I went there with my buddy David, and there was actually a band playing this time. It was a trio. And I kid you guys not, they sounded like, they sounded kind of like a maybe a bit of a grungier version of the Black Keys. Okay. I like so the they were keys. awesome. Like the guitar player was playing with a slide, <laughs> um, and it was it was awesome. Anyways, um, after their set got done at midnight, though, because there are you know um, like noise violation codes, and after midnight the music can't be super loud, and so Especially then if you own then an illegal bar. True, true, <laughs> true. But what was really fun was I was sitting there, and then I wasn't going to play anything because there were a lot of people there, and I just I don't like being that guy that like just immediately picks up a guitar and like i don't want to be that guy and like like, Ron, like the Ron movie Burgundy. animal house oh well, <laughs> no well, come well, on Ron burgundy's I... another level but um <laughs> I'm but, like you know they right but they had a stratocaster which is like a Jimi hendrix kind of style guitar right and so uh so i'm like well what should i even play and i was like well i'll play some Jimi hendrix so i played some Jimi hendrix i started playing it and this guy just came up to the microphone and started singing with me and this dude had some pipes some oh, serious awesome. pipes. We played Wind Cries Mary, and his voice was amazing. Um, and then we played a couple other songs as well, and it was it was awesome. It was just a really cool vibe. You, it's a great there a, place to be. A drums ever? Yeah, in, we okay. played. Then we played Sunshine of Your Love by Cream, and then a drummer mm-hmm. hopped on there. Okay, so it That's was fun awesome. though. Yeah, it was an awesome time. It was great. You know, when I when I. Um, that that's what I want as of as far as someone that is learning to play piano. That's all I really want out of it is to be able to do stuff like that on on the weekends or you know go to places like that and just and just and just play, play stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, well, do they have in either of your cities or have you ever heard of this like little like uh, at home performances? It's a big thing that uh, one of my neighbors used to throw. Is he used to invite me all these things where he'd him and a few buddies would get a few people together and they'd all perform at like an apartment on like a Wednesday night and they'd Clearly. invite all their friends over. Clearly, Don doesn't listen <laughs> I know to the exactly untranslatable what Jared's podcast. Say. I don't know the <laughs> yeah. name of it though. Or Don doesn't listen to our conversations that uh, we have on the phone. Uh, I-, I went to one of those a couple Call weeks ago. But mine are chamber concerts. I go to classical no, ones. No, no, yours was just the piano ones, right? The one well, with there's your piano violins teacher? and no, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's violins and cellos and other instruments as well. It's not yeah. just piano. But, but what yeah. are those called? Well, chamber the ones concerts. I go to are called chamber concerts. But the ones you're talking about, um, there are ones that are not just like classical ones. Yeah, that's I, that's I, what I, I'm getting. I, at. When I went to um, Chad, did I mention that I went? To, I did mention that I went to the and I saw that play. Um, yeah, yeah, that that play at the at that Amish that Amish play that really <laughs> yeah. taught the that really got me considering Amish life. Um, <laughs> Amish life with a turbocharger. That's how I'd see it because I still need a car. Um, right. Those rickety carriages are ridiculous to me. Um, you can't put anyway. turbo on that. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> Blow up a wheel. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, anyway, so one of the women that was there, she goes to uh, those kind of things, and people actually um, bring art that they make and they sell it there. But then oh. there are also people that'll do like modern people music, like they'll do like you know maybe it'll be some sort of hip hop or spoken word, or someone will have like some sort of jazz, you know, or um, you know more essentially just modern yeah. music. But as, what you're saying, and um, that was another example of a situation where. She was telling me about this stuff, and she does in Philadelphia, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds awesome! I, I would love to go to stuff like that." And I never got her, you know, information. That's not a surprise. 
I, f- I yep. felt it feels r- wrong to be like, I, like she's not inviting me. She's just telling me about it. Yep. 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 Yeah. Well. Yep. Asking costs nothing, as Annabelle would say, Jared. That is true. That is a good point. So. This is not about me. I don't like this. <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> We're ganging up on you. I feel kind of bad. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, hey, let's uh, let's not make it about me and um, spread a little love. All right. Well, I got two. I got two shoutouts today. I was going to do a couple other shoutouts to um, different people and restaurants that were helping out people during the government shutdown. But at this point, I don't want to sound like a broken record. But a side shout out to all of those people helping everybody in need right now because of the government shutdown. I still can't believe it's still going on. By the way, remember last episode, I was wondering if that, if, if, if it would still be valid by the time the episode comes out. Looks like it's still valid. Yep. Yep. yep unfortunately. But this is a great story. This is kind of a, um, an uplifting story. There's an 11-year-old girl who has uh, spent... Um, Basically, so her name is Bella Barellas. She's a fifth grader in uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland, and she's sold more than 500 of her handmade, um, I guess, sugar body scrubs. Like, I would think it's like a (laughs) soap or something. But she's been uh, supporting her family uh, while her mom has not been getting a paycheck. So shout out to her. Wow. Yeah, dude. Talk about serious drive, motivation, helping the family out. Supporting her family at 11? And yep. actually, and seems yep. like she's actually balling while she does it. Well, she's right. not just right supporting here, them. She's actually like, uh, like, hey, treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself to something exactly. special, mom. And she was actually on <laughs> Good Morning good America, and she said, "I came up with the idea because I found out my mom was furloughed." Um, and so I was like, "What can I skin was hard to look at?" Right. What can I do to help? So, um, so yeah. So she uh, wow. is 11 years old. Start her business. Um, and good for her. I mean, it's great to see a young person with so much drive and trying to solve a problem in a practical way. So, yeah. That's awesome. That, I think that's I, great. I, I, I'm always jealous of, of anyone that's that young and, and that entrepreneurial. And, oh, for sure. Because and, and, it, I, I don't think that that would even have crossed my mind at that age. I would have been like, well, looks like we're all going to die. It's been a good right? run. <laughs> but you weren't put in that situation. See, I think That's there's fair. also the situational aspect yeah, of good it. Point. Where, That's a good point. Where you like, I ran my own business when I started like ten or eleven. I was cutting lawns, man, just because yep. I had a lawnmower. I want to make, but that was the situation I was in. There was grasses to be cut. Was there right. ever a need to support your family? Like, was <clears> no. there? It was never it was like more just for spending money, right? Yeah, it was my dad teaching me how to work. Oh, I'm jealous of that too, yeah. by the way. I'm also just jealous of that entrepreneurial spirit uh, in general, whether you have to support your family or not. Oh, yeah. Starting, starting right. that young. We Definitely. talked about um, a while ago, Chad and I talked about this kid. I can't remember what his name is, but he has a YouTube channel. He's eight, and he makes $22 million a year. Is it the dude that reviews like toys? Yeah, yep. his name's like Ryan or yep. something like that. I don't remember yep. what it is. But, uh, and yeah, this, yeah, he probably <laughs> makes way more than his parents. At least he does something productive, <laughs> not like little Tay. I don't know if you guys have ever talked about that Instagram well, I mean, person we haven't a while back. Talked about, I don't know how much, it, uh, we haven't dedicated an episode to her, but Good. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure the names come up. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, how productive is, I mean, I'm not going to shit on this kid in comparison to little Tay, but how productive <laughs> is, is reviewing toys? 
It's it's massive. My boss's kids watch those videos all the time. Oh, I'm sure. I've oh, my, seen the, my I've seen the numbers. Too. My nephews do too. I've seen the numbers. The it looks like yeah. every kid does. Right. Yeah. Most definitely. And to me, like, for once, I'm actually going to say something positive about the United States. Usually, Jared and I tend to uh, say a lot of negative Just things about the U.S. I love the United <laughs> States. But, uh, <laughs> God damn it, Jared. Um, <laughs> but um, I think this entre- entrepreneurial spirit is like kind of the core of of a lot of the cool things about the united states you know i mean or do you guys think i'm just like blowing smoke no i think you're right i, I think it's you're the right. american dream That's uh, right true. you know because because yeah i i don't I, I totally think you're right I, I think that you know we we it's part it goes along with us valuing work and us kind of putting work above everything and seeing someone figure out that that young and and make money you know there's it comes back to people valuing money but yeah i think People are, are highly encouraged to, to do that kind of stuff here. Right. And, and most- I, I think another thing that's also a beautiful thing about the United States is people willing to help out others in need. And this leads me to my second shout out today. There is a church in North Texas that paid off the entire uh, school district's lunch debt. So this was the uh, wow. Rosie or Royce uh, City First United Methodist Church. They donated their Christmas Eve offerings to charity. They do this every year. And um, this year, uh, the pastor, Chris Everson, went to the church board to ask about uh, taking this tradition a step further. And uh, so they ended up paying for the entire school district's um, debt for food, which I think is absolutely amazing. Yeah. 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 Parada. That's crazy. So I think that's great. There's no reason why any kid, regardless of their economic situation, or, well, really, their family's economic situation, they shouldn't be able to eat for lunch, you know? I, I think that's... I think I'd feel better about a lot of churches if I saw... Uh, if, if I think people in general would feel better about churches if they saw, like, uh, all that money that was... Um, that was uh, used for tithing and, and stuff being directly used for good like that. Oh, Maybe definitely. there are more examples, and I'm just not paying attention. <laughs> But I think we also hear about the negative parts of it more than the positive parts, and so that's might be, by be me right. be why you're jaded. In, in yeah, a... that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, no, that's. I a mean, great I'd point. also like to hear about less uh, child abuse as well, just in general. But she didn't say this right. was a Catholic church specifically. <laughs> it was a, it's a United Methodist church, so a little different. Mm. But I'm sure, I'm sure they got their own problems. Slipping on gator piss. <clears throat> but now it's time for uh, one of I think it's safe to say Jared's and my favorite parts of this podcast. It is time for the beer review of the pod. And you know, Jared, my choices are starting to thin out a little bit in the Czech Republic. Yeah, you, you know, you're limited. I, I could do this all day long. Like, I'm, yeah. I have an endless supply of choices. You could do two beer reviews every episode and not run out of beer for the next probably two or three years. There are whole but beer I've, stores I haven't even gone to yet that I... Right. <laughs> but I found a new one, and I've never seen this before. Well, I've seen it before. That, I've never tried Conrad? it. It's called Conrad. Okay. Um, and it With is a... Uh, a, yes, an original Czech lager beer, which it says in English. And really, Jared, I should have got this for the last episode. Because if you look at the bottom, it has the word for beer in a Ooh. bunch of oh, different yeah. languages. What's pivo? Yeah, which pivo is pivo? Czech for beer. Oh, okay. That's Czech for beer. So you have you have pivo, you have beer, you have beer, which is German. Beer, which I think is French. Bira, which might be Italian. Two R's and a Italian, I think. Yep, right. But then you have cerveza, cerveza and cerveja, which is Spanish Probably and Portuguese. Portuguese. Yes. But interesting, though, this uh, 
won in 2013 the World Beards Award, uh, World Beer Awards, sorry, World's Best Gold. So you can see that right there. So, so I've never tried this before, but uh, I saw the can and the kind of red and orangish yellow kind of stuck out to me right when I saw it. And I was like, ooh, I'll, I'll give this bad boy a try. So it's an original Czech lager beer. We'll do the three taps as tradition uh, we don't need goes. Any accidents happening around That's all this true. electrical equipment. <laughs> right? So we'll pour this bad boy in here and see. So it's already just off the bat. Honestly, man, when I see this, I almost think of a Hefeweizen. I'll pour it so you guys can see as well. It's got a very gold tint to it. Very gold tint to put, it. Put it up near the mic. Let me let me hear the bubbles. <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna be able to hear anything, but I'm trying. It was um, very satisfying hearing you pour it in. I was uh, I was hoping to hear a little right? bit of the Let me hear the bubbles. But yeah, so see, it's got a nice gold color to it. It does. Um, in terms if of if you smell, want to see that gold color, look at uh, the video podcast on um, that's right. YouTube. By the way, I really hope I'm really confident because I'm not even sure that I know how to put three of us together in one yet. And You'll I'm real confident that I'm going to figure it out You'll when I, it as out. I say You're a smart this. guy. <laughs> Honestly, in terms of Ugh. smell, this to me smells a lot like an American lager. Maybe why there's like English a, on it. Just saying. like it's like it's like it. It seems kind of light. Has a slight hoppiness to it. I don't know, but looks good. Let's give it a sip and see what we think. All right. I Yeah, I stand by what I say. I think this is... It's a little bit sweeter than a Pilsner Urquell, which... Have you ever tried that beer before, Don? No. It's a, it's not too bad. It's better here in the Czech Republic, though. You might um, have not even noticed it. That's Maybe. true. Because it's usually it's you might actually like a, a spot that I feel like one would find it and not really even realize what they're having is like a club. I feel like you could find a pilsner or something like that because it's it's not like That's common, true. but you can't find it. I probably have then. You probably have. Yeah. But you just haven't paid yeah, that much attention around. to it. It's definitely round. I will say this is like I would say this would be. I don't know if this is going to make any sense, um, but I'm going to say it anyways. To me, this this strikes me as like a like a heavier like Budweiser, but it doesn't. It tastes like a beer. It doesn't taste like a cheap Budweiser or Miller Lite or something. But it it doesn't have the same depth or or heaviness as a lot of other Czech beers I've had. But it's really good. I mean, this is something that I would probably drink in the summer. Would be really good with food, um, or just like hanging out, like you know, as most Michiganders would do, like hanging out on a boat on a lake a somewhere. Lake. Like I would, I would totally have this. So, but it's good. I like it. Um, and and I'm pretty sure that this word up here it says um, lejac. I'm pretty sure that means lager. Okay. So there you go. A little bonus untranslatable. Have have y'all thought about posting these beers and have a tracking one for like the the Untapped app that you can track the different beers that you drink? You can leave your little notes and you guys can oh, see where you guys idea. are going. It it would be beneficial if the yeah, listeners want to follow you guys around. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. This does more work for me though, but yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, but I mean, it, it would also be your personal ganks, and you could track the beers that you've had. I've been always, I've been secretly wanting to do it. It's been every New Year's resolution for like the last three Dude, years. Dude, I just to had to teach it. myself how to edit videos last weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, okay, too much technology. It's okay, Jared. 
Check it's it. so funny. I like it when now. And now I get to almost like prove myself. I have to sit here and explain all the stuff I have to do to upload all the different shit. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, no one cares. No one appreciates me. Hey, if you want to, I appreciate you, bro. Five star reviews <laughs> on uh, whatever it is. I don't give a shit. iTunes. Wow. Stitcher. You just ask for their opinion, Jared. That's very nice. You know what That's I do nice give a shit about though. The reason I'm here is not to be berated by our guests that we've had onto the Untranslatable podcast, but it's to spread <laughs> the joy of becoming a polyglot, which our guest knows nothing about because he's still trying to master English. It's time oh. for the Untranslatables. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. This is, by the way, Chad, uh, Don, this is the Untranslatable owl. This owl, do you, this sound, this uh, is one Where of our most cherished it? sound effects. Where did we find it? Chad's I house. I want to hear it one more time. One more time. So at Chad's house, Chad's mom likes cl- cuckoo clocks. Chad Wait, literally yep. took his microphone and stuck it up to I a think clock. Don's, I think Don has been up in that room and seen the clock. Wait, is yeah, it's the one with all the different birds every hour, right? Yep. No, it's, it's, yep. Every, yeah, on yep. the 50. Yeah. <laughs> this is our update one. And it kept, inter- it kept interrupting right. our first couple episodes. It kept interrupting our first couple episodes when he was at home still. And so we called it the Untranslatable Owl. And then we made it our theme song for when we go into untranslatables. And untranslatables right. are idioms, sayings, phrases, proverbs, things that our parents used to say that barely make sense, but we know exactly what they mean, that we like to talk about from a bunch of different languages. Now, I want to ask you first, Don, when I say this, are there any things that you think of like that your parents used to tell you all the time that you're like, that you knew what they were saying, but you also would like be like, what does that even mean? But you knew what they meant. And I know I'm putting you on the spot. I can't really think of any either. I don't. I don't think we have have very many. I'd have I'd have to dig into the archives of my mind and think about it. Okay, but, uh, that's okay. We'll give you some, and, and we'll, we'll we'll we can play play with some of the ones we've come up with. We'll let you guess. Um, sounds good. So, so I'll start. I got one. Spe- okay, go for it. Okay. See, now go, for it. Bad. go for it. Go for it. Okay, my first one is Taiwanese, and. <laughs> I'm just waiting to hear it. I'm just waiting to hear the print. Do you? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> My first one is Taiwanese, and it's uh, Ti Gong ta, uh, Tia Gong Lang. And the literal translation is God loves the stupid person. <laughs> Any guesses, Don? Any guesses on what that what that means? What that what what that would actually mean? Uh, you know. Jesus. What the meaning of that is? Um, God loves the stupid person. I mean, maybe like respect. God, God respects all. It doesn't doesn't necessarily mean to to any individual. I don't really know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can you give him one of your world class examples, Jared? So, um, for uh, see, uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, hmm. we know we all have you know we talk about hometowns and we all have that one hometown friend that we remember from high school that would constantly be in trouble for, like, I don't know, s- smoking weed in, in the school parking lot or, like, doing donuts in the on the grass of, the of like, your neighbor's lawn or something like that. And then um, and then you find out later that they're, like, the CEO of, uh, of, you know, Enron or something like that. And you're like, well, what can you say? God loves the stupid person. Any guesses, Don? Or you, Chad? You can guess too. 
Um, Mr. I mean, Selfie I, McGee stands six well, feet away from the microphone. I haven't, I realize I haven't taken one yet. Um, do I need to now that we're recording with video? Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take one. I don't want to give Jared more work. All right, my guess though, <laughs> my guess though would be God loves stupid people means like how stupid people are always the ones who kind of get lucky, right? Uh, it just means to be fortunate, really. But yeah, essentially. I think it's saying that any idiot can can get lucky is what it's essentially saying. So yeah, you're right. I'll give that to you. I'd fully agree there. Uh, like we know people from college uh, that we know we can name almost names definitely that um, we won't though we won't Ricky, though but we definitely know that you're like wow how <laughs> oh, is that person still um, <laughs> like um, oh that's like, funny supporting that's funny that's shocking they have an apartment right um, do you, what do you have Chad. All right, I got a special one for Don because I I figured him being out in Cali, he probably hears Spanish once in a while. So I found kind of a cool Spanish one, and we'll see if either of you can get this. So the so the phrase is ponerse las pilas, which means uh, put yourself, literally translated, put yourself some batteries. Put yourself some batteries. I have an idea, but I'm gonna, I, I, you know, I, I want to, I want to give Ch- uh, Don a chance. I'm not very good at these things. Put yourself. I some mean, we've batteries. been doing this for 61 episodes, so yeah, yeah, we've had some I'm, practice. Let me have. let me give you let me give you an example, Don. Let me Sound let me help help a brother out here. So, um, to put yourself some batteries. So say, um, you know, say after this podcast drops. Um, you're like, yeah, guys, I don't know if I really want to be on the podcast again. Um, I just don't really feel like doing anything right now. Um, you know, I just, just really am feeling lazy right now, kind of bored. And then Jared would say, well, Don, put yourself some batteries. By the way, I got it right. That was my guess. Just, I, I, (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what I was thinking. Well, to suck it up, man up and get done. It's not man up, no. It's just more just like like to get energy, like to like yep. to energize yep. yourself. That's exactly, exactly what I was thinking with the batteries. Think Energizer Bunny. Hmm. Exactly, exactly. I thought you guys might confuse that one with like to recharge. You know, it's like take no, a nap. Or that like, was not my first guess. You got it right. My first guess was to like I was thinking, I was thinking of napping. I, I'm a napper. Yeah. So I was like, that makes oh, sense yeah, though. Nice. I didn't even think about that actually until my you mentioned that. Makes sense. I yeah. nap today. <laughs> nice. I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, it you was got any great. more, Jared? I do. My next one's Japanese, and it's Doku Kuwa Basa Ramada. And it literally means when poisoned, you might as well swallow the plate. So is this... Well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll let Don give his two cents first. Uh, by the way, Chad, uh, while, while Don's thinking about this, uh, we'll, give him a, we'll give you a second to think, Don. I've started to realize we must be like experts at this. You guys are pretty damn good, to be, I, honest. I don't realize. To be honest. You guys are pretty good. Uh, until, until we're we sharpening had, our polyglot skills. Because we've usually had guests that bring, like, we've had guests that bring stuff from languages they know, so mm-hmm. they're not really guessing like we are. I've never really realized how quickly we guess until we've had someone else on. It feels well, yeah. It's it's the muscle. You're working the muscles of like being able to be like you're tying things together. Because most. I don't know. I feel like this is common in most languages, but when you don't really think about it. We mentioned right. a couple episodes. We're really just only planning for fam- where this is all preparation for a family feud. 
run that exactly. we're going to go on. Exactly. <laughs> That's why we just have all these different styles of quizzes that we give each other. <laughs> exactly. You do gain some Show knowledge from it. Show me Conrad. Oh, absolutely. I would agree, Don. I would definitely agree. Um, I don't know. My, my gut reaction to it is, is something like you're shit out of luck anyway, so just do whatever you want to do. Yeah, uh, I would say that's that's where I would go with that as well. Are we right? Mm, nah, not really. So what is it again? It's if you're poisoned, you might as well eat the plate. Eat the plate. Yeah. Eat the plate. Is that is that eat? Swallow. Swallow. Swallow, Swallow the, plate. the plate. Oh, so that's if you're end your suffering. No. Not really. No. So, okay, um, I, I got nothing. So I'll give you an example. Uh, let's say you have a New Year's resolution to um, to lose weight, and mm-hmm. on January second you have a delicious donut from. I don't I don't even know why I said donut. I don't know any famous donut places from that donut place from, from a great donut. You have a great donut, and you're like, well, at this point, I might as well swallow the whole plate, and then you just quit the, your New Year's resolution uh, and start eating pizzas. Oh, uh, okay. So it's so like admitting like, defeat. It. <laughs> it's a yeah. Many <laughs> fregista. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially okay. that's what that's what that drop means. Essentially, down by the way, it means it, yeah. it means accepting defeat after you make one small mistake. You're just like many um, fregista, and uh, you just you just uh, swallow the whole plate and say I'm going all in. Right. Yep. So, so right. it'd be similar to me eating uh, animal fries after I've already dropped like 20 pounds since uh, Thanksgiving. I have a what's an nice animal th- fry. You, wait, you don't know what in and out animal fries are? Oh, is the animal style? Uh-huh. Do they call animal them animal style. fries? Animal fries. Okay. Nice. Let me tell you. Oh, oh. good good news They're is They're so good. Oh, so well, good. we can all hear how delicious they are. Thank you for that. Um <laughs> Well, I don't know how sensitive this mic is. It's, don't I'm worry about how sensitive the mic is. Notice how sensitive I am to every time you've it eaten even before we were recording. Okay. How well, sensitive I was, I was okay. to it. It is lunchtime here and I'm I'm sacrificing this beautiful plate of animal fries. Because it does say animal fries on the box to do this nice. podcast. Nice. And for all of you who don't know, In-N-Out is a staple on the West Coast. Uh, it's like a, it's like a local burger chain. They have like six things on the menu. That's about it. Isn't you, isn't there like a isn't it is it Whataburger and In-N-Out? Are those the two big ones? Yeah, I think those are the two chains. They're also like um, Whataburger is a also, Texas one, isn't it? Yeah, it's Texas. Different part of the the country. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the main one out here. There's also Shake Shack's another competitor. Shake Sh- and Super Duper out here is a big one. I've never heard I of think Super these Duper. Are main, I think that's just like West Coast. Shake Shack's nice. all over. I yeah, that's the yeah. reason I know it. Uh, I have one more. Do you have any untranslatables, Chad? I have, of course, I do. But okay, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. As usual, um, as our listeners know, uh, I usually try to bring at least one. Now I'm trying to keep it to one per episode so I don't run out before I leave uh, the Czech Republic. <laughs> um, and so I have a Czech one, and it is Nemam Paru, which means uh, I don't have steam. I will tell you, though, it's not related to energy. I was going to say, now what you th- not, that's what I, why we love untranslatables here. That's right. Because we have a very similar English untranslatable, and it's not what we would think. Right. Yeah. So give we me the, say to run out of steam in English, right. and that's not what this means. Can you give the the literal again? Nemam uh, paru. I don't have steam. Don, do you have any ideas? Yeah, yeah. I I got one, but I don't. Put, get get your face closer to the microphone. Oh, sorry. 
Sorry, I just I don't want to breathe into the mic now, Jared. You have me feeling very self-conscious of my my bodily functions. Also, if the, <laughs> I'm currently in my girlfriend's family house. Well, I know you house, don't. And, uh, I, I, but I would like you to sit, talk into the microphone, well, though, at the talk, very least. They they say I'm very loud, so I always try to be very quiet here, which I'm not very good at. I'm known to be the loudest person in the household. They can always hear me when I get up. Very self-conscious about that now. Um, <laughs> we'll talk quietly and closely to the microphone. That's the perfect combination. Is this, is this, is this oh close, Jared? <laughs> a little too close. Little oh, too my close. God. <laughs> um, uh, what was it one more time, Chad? I don't have steam. Nemamparu. I was thinking of it's like I don't have... I, I was putting it in a little turn like steam is in like... I was thinking it's more like I don't have any swag or I don't have any like uh, drip. I don't know. Is that check drip? I don't know, but that's like what came up with the literal translation. Like I don't, I've got any clout, okay. I've got any drip, but I'm guessing that's not. That at is all great. It. I hope that's, that's not what it. it is. Oh, I wish God. it was, but that's not what it is. Nope. Nope. Uh, Jared, any ideas? Is it sauce and or drip? No, <laughs> it's not sauce or drip. Unfortunately. Um. I don't. Is it? Is it? It's, it makes. It's to me. It sounds like I'm not interested. Like ich hab kein Bock, kind of. Like it's nope. like I don't, I'm not. I don't care. No. Nope. You guys. You guys both don't have steam right now. You're wrong. I, I don't have any steam. Just guessing. I don't have any guesses. You're getting closer. You're getting warmer. I have no idea. Boom! Hit that ham horn, fam. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean that's kind I of have a no unfair idea. ham horn. It took like 14 guesses, but. Hey, you you got there. Yeah, what's the English uh, literal English one again? I don't have steam. Nemamparu. Could... Uh, okay. <sighs> so like, I have no sense. idea. Don, do you not? Do you not? Are you gonna? Are you about to dispute that? No, I mean, I I, I guess I get it. I was trying to. I know steam to me means like boiling water, that because steam is not boiling. But I don't get how that means. No idea. That's the beauty yeah, of the translatables. Yeah, yeah. they me don't either. have to make sense. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there are plenty of untranslatables in English that don't make sense either. That's oh, a without point. a doubt. Uh, I have one more, and it's Japanese as well. Uh, and it's I'm uh, ooh, uh, it's uh, s- sorry. Hold on, let me look at it closer. I don't have my glasses on. Miminita koga dekit dekiru. Miminita miminita koga dekiru. And it means I'm growing a callus in my ear. Oh, I mean, <laughs> to me, I mean, shut up! You're talking too much. You're annoying me. Nice, well, it's nice. Kind of, Good work, son. It's sick of saying that. Sick of hearing the same thing over and over again. Oh, so like a broken record. Yeah. yeah. So anyone that's listened oh, nice. heard all 61 episodes of the Untranslatable podcast is probably growing a callus in their ear. Which is me. <laughs> That's the person who's done that. Uh, okay, so... Um, oh, I guess I, was, I thought I had one more, but I don't. I don't. That's it. Well, let's get into our main topic of the episode today. Um, and one of the main reasons why we wanted to have Don on here was to talk about hometowns. As Don mentioned, we come from basically the next town over. But I feel like we had very different hometown experiences growing up. Um, and I love Ann Arbor. Um, I'm sure it was an awesome place to grow up as a kid. Um, so yeah, so that's the plan. Um, so let's it get also into seems like, It also seems like Don was very, like Don, you're very well, 
like connected in what's happening in your neighborhood is is the sense I yeah. always got. And so yeah. Uh, just for as a background, like for example, I um I don't think I ever really had like a place that I'd call home like that. When I first moved to Michigan as like a baby, I lived in Troy for like a couple of years, like four years or th- three years, two years. Then we moved to Clarkston, and I lived there for like seven years, and then we moved to Germany, then we moved back, and then I kind of moved all over. So like. I never had that sort of hometown situation that a lot of people had where it's like, you know, your neighbors like that. You've been in the same area forever. You know, like when stores like, oh, this owner, this store closed because this owner is 82 and is sick of the new kids that are ruining the the (laughs) store or whatever you hooligans did back in the day. And you I always thought of you as someone that was very connected and what was connected slash nosy. In the, in the the, <laughs> the goings on of your community, am I wrong in yeah. saying that? Is that too much? I, I mean, I'd say you're right. Uh, I, it's also the product of the environment. With my dad being a teacher in right. our public schools, my grandma going to Ann Arbor High School back in like the '40s. Um, we're we're pushing. We're almost been. We've been in Ann Arbor almost. The strikes have been there for eighty some years. Strikes. Uh, you, we'll, we'll, you make it seem like you're like a royalty within the. <laughs> no, no, but like <laughs> everyone. But knows the family's the just been there for a while, and so it's it's just like we're connected. My grandma worked at the University of Michigan, and so when you have all that, it's like you kind of just know a lot of people. Um, right. Did your dad go to Pioneer? My dad went to Huron. So we really? actually we, we actually okay. went to all all high school well, minus Skyline because they're new. But my brother went technically graduated from Pioneer. I went to community. He was here on, um, but yeah, he t- nice. he coached it here on as well. So a lot of the people who came back to Ann Arbor. He actually knows them as like adults. The people who rented the house across the street from us, that was my grandma's old house. Was my dad's former uh, student who oh, was cool. his first students when he now he's like forty something. Talk so about very, a tight knit community. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it, we're very close. Jared knows. Jared so, knows. So, so tell the listeners yeah. out there. I mean, we did an Ann Arbor episode, but I I get but that was a certain on the road again. I was I, I did that true. when I was. I, I, I listened sister. to it. I was I was impressed with it. It was a good representation of College Game Day. <laughs> and nice. I, lo- <laughs> nice. I was in the perfect spot too because like I looked out my window, then there was a a two story beer bong across the street. <laughs> yes. Did they still have like the tarp? Did they? Did you when you walked through? Were there a lot of tarps up so you couldn't see into the back backyards of the fraternities? Um, I don't, I didn't notice any, but I, I, we, but to walk to, from where my sister was, I think we were walking away from the street that had most of the, even though we we're in that area, yeah. just the direction is away from the street that has all the fraternities on it. Like it's to the, like right to the right of us, but to, yeah. to go to the stadium, we go to the left. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, it made me kind of miss that stuff to be honest with you. I was like, oh man, uh, right up until like, you know, you see someone throwing up in their front lawn at. 11 o'clock in the morning and it's like oh, maybe i don't miss it <laughs> right <laughs> i don't miss that oh speaking of which at that party i went to the, that one of those college kids threw up and i don't even know how there wasn't even enough booze at that place to get me tipsy uh so i don't know how she got that hammered i'm like well, what was she drinking hook me up um but it just it it also made me feel very old it's like huh, ma'am control your alcohol come on <laughs> Have you had any water tonight? <laughs> um, so what is it? So you, you no, no longer live in your hometown. What is it that you miss most about uh, about Ann Arbor now that you're in San Francisco that you're like, oh, man, I like I don't get this anymore. 
I mean, it, it's it's the community is is weird as it sounds. It's the it's the fact that I can go down the street. And I know just about everybody I know. I can walk downtown and be familiar with the group. But also, that's idealizing a specific part of time. So you say mm-hmm. what I miss about Ann Arbor. It's when I knew everybody was about idealized twenty. 2009 to maybe 2013 when everybody was still there you still go back for the holidays you'd know people now it's just the sense of i mean literally the sense of home just being comfortable knowing where to go not having to uber around having a car not having to pull up google maps just knowing where you want to go eat uh just being like fully freaks you just know the place like the back of your hand what's sad now is the back of your hand is changing and it's like (laughs) oh wait that's new oh that's new and i'm just like whoa so that i I just like going back where it was just like you can just Go do whatever you want to do. There's really no rules in your hometown. You just kind do of do what you want. Do you feel? Do you see yourself um, ending up back there? Like, do you see some sort of obligation to Ann Arbor? Like, uh, God forbid, pa- you know, past your parents. So there's say there's no real family obligation pulling you back there. Could you see yourself wanting to retire there yourself, or need or having that need to go back there? Because I think that. There, that's a, uh, what I hear a lot about people's hometowns where it's like no matter where they go that's like oh but I got Boston in the back of my heart and you know I, <laughs> even though I even though I'm over all the way over here I'm always gonna end up back back there at the end of the day no no well it, it depends on what you ask do you do you are you asking do you think I'll own a retirement pl- home in okay. in and Michigan or do you think that'll be my main place of residence that's okay. what I, mean. I get what you're saying so you, see, you, I don't You'll yeah. always have a connection to it, but you don't need to live there directly. No, and I, and I indirectly know, like, once once my parents, I mean, it's sad to think, once my grandma passed away, that's one more thing that's not there anymore that's always been there. Mm-hmm. And then once my parents yeah. end up passing, it'll just be, like, friends and family where they are. Because to me, home is all, like, there's two parts of home. There's your hometown, but then home is kind of where your family and friends are. Where it right. doesn't necessarily have to be where you grew up. It's where you feel comfortable around the people who love you. And so thinking about that, I think about, well, if my parents pass away, then these other people who have been parent figures in my life, they're probably not here anymore. So where will my sibling, where will my brother be? Where will they be? But I don't plan on Ann Arbor being a place that I call my main residence for some reason. I don't also plan a- on having at least two or three residences when I retire. <laughs> All <laughs> but- that makes nice. a, uh, that makes a that makes a lot of sense though, because like um that was a great a uh, way to explain why, like I, I now just call Louisiana my home, even though I never lived there. But it's like all my family's there, my parents live there now, and it, like it's like it's it, when I say I'm going home, that's what I mean, even though I've never lived there. And it's just like, yeah, that's where, like I, I it's the, it makes sense to call it my home. But it's like then you got to explain every time. Well, I never lived there, but oh my, and then I went there when I was a, and all that stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, I get that. I, 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 I kind of miss that. I don't think I have like any sort of connection like that. Like I like Michigan. But I, I I almost feel like it's less of some sort of like strong connection to the hometown and more just like I'm biased and thinking that it's a beautiful state because I grew up. I spent so much time there because it, like it's not like it's not like I, I like, you know, I spent most of my childhood in Clarkston. I feel no need to to specifically move back to Clarkston or specifically move back to Birmingham where I live at lived after like I'd happily live on the West Coast or something like that. I think that would be cool. But I think part of it is you don't you you didn't really form those close ties with your neighbors, your friends, your family, the people down the street where you saw their kids from when they were babies to when they're graduating high school, exactly. going to college. Like exactly, th- those are the things like the 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 intangible about being home. Like I have the kid, the twins I used to babysit are now sophomores in high school. Their older brother is now in college. He comes out here to visit his girlfriend. It's weird. Are they good kids? <laughs> 
Oh yeah, they're great kids. Are they? Uh, they're, they're seriously, the ones who I seriously. My lawn. No, they are. They're so the they're ones like goody two shoe kids. Or no, uh, okay. They're just like good kids. They don't. <laughs> I was. Just, they, they were the equivalent of like me. They okay. they would fuck around a little bit. So they're terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. I was just waiting. <laughs> no, I was just asking. Uh, I just wanted to know if they're like, well, one was in juvie for a bit. And it's like, how do you? I wonder. I wanted to know if you felt uh, any way involved. But if they're good kids, then no, they're I'm not good. interested. They, they run the uh, lawnmower business I used to have, so they're okay. They're, they got their head on straight. One goes to Michigan. The other two are bright. Uh, they're 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 um, children of like two Ann Arbor teachers, so very so, understanding family. I, I, I want to talk to Chad real quick. Um, I want to know what. Um, uh, so Chad grew up in in Dexter, which is you know a spitting distance away from um, from Ann Arbor. It's a good way and, to put it. And uh, but it's a very different vibe, you know, because oh, for cause sure. Dexter is 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 country, you know, suburb slash country. I wouldn't even say suburb. I would okay. say village. You, yes, I mean, village? it used to be called the village of village. It's weird, okay. dude. Village it's called country. the city of Dexter. And if you ask anybody over the age of like. Probably I don't know twenty two, twenty three. They grew up with the village of Dexter. Okay. Like, that was what you said. And now when I see the city of Dexter, it doesn't quite feel right. Yeah, I'm Ann just Arbor an is a city. I don't even know. Yeah. Dexter, Dexter is not a city. Bigger. Dexter. Has I mean, it's gotten, gotten bigger a lot. Yeah. Like the population's up to ten thousand, but ten thousand is not city population in my opinion. Um, that, that's but that's a, another um, talk for another time. Well, we'll get to that because that, that's another thing I want to talk about. But um, wh- what is um, I want to know about? Uh, first of all, I didn't realize you guys had this slight connection that went so far back. But <laughs> yep. I want to know, like, um, like your your hometown is very different, and um, I want to know like how you feel about your hometown and what your connection to it is, because sure. y- y- I don't you know you don't really talk about it like Don. I mean, Don's sporting his hometown right now. Right. Actually, it's, 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 but, uh, it's really ironic. I almost wore my Michigan State uh, shirt, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just not going to be that guy today. Um, thought about it. But anyways, um, I mean, I guess the reason why I don't talk about my hometown the same way that Don does is just because I've been to – not that Don hasn't been to a lot of cool places. I'm sure you have, Don. Um, but I think growing up in Dexter, it's different than growing up in Ann Arbor. You know, like Dexter's great. I love it. It's a small town feel. Um, if you're ever driving through Dexter and you're there in the morning, stop at the Dexter Bakery. You will not <gasps> so be disappointed. Good. Yeah. I mean, Jared knows, Don knows the, some of the best donuts I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when I think of Dexter, like, to be honest, what I think of is like, I think of farmland. I think of cornfields. I think of bonfires. I think of oh, the Huron the River. Bonfires. Right? Oh, right? can we know the river? Oh. Yeah, see, I'm bringing back all these memories oh. for Don. And the fun, I think we might have actually met at a bonfire. No, we did. At, yep. Um, oh my God, this is great. Wait, was her name? Was, was it, it like Aaron's Ashley? house? Aaron or Ashley? One of those. I think one it was of those Aaron, groups. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Wait, and you were talking yeah. to one of them, right? Both. Pro- probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably. I, yeah. Oh my God, I do remember that when you had to get your parents to drop you off at places. Yep. Good oh, times, right? <laughs> but yeah, and so so like bonfires were really popular in Dexter, and then we have the Huron River, and then Huron River Drive, which is the most scenic uh, and most beautiful. That's how I used to get to Ann Arbor, is I take that down and then turn on. Um, oh, what road is it? Um, it's when you go down Zeb and you gotta make a le- Miller. I would no. turn down left on Miller, and then or you could go Dexter Ann Arbor and take Never. that in. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Dexter, it's got a really small town feel. You know, where I went to high school, I think I had like 350 kids in my graduating class. In Ann Arbor, the schools are huge. Am I yeah, right, Don? Pushing, yeah. I think the, I think well, my not class community. Was a lot. 
community was small. We were about like 450 students. But when oh, that's I, still I pretty big, though. Yeah, we're graduating class about like 100. Um, but when my respective class of pioneers, oh, uh, like the whole school was 450 something. Yeah, the whole school was 400 people. Uh, the graduating class, I think, was like 750, 800. It, they maxed out it. The the total building held, held like 3,000 pe- people. But now they have three and high schools still. What's funny about pioneers? My dad actually went to Pioneer, and he went that. there before Huron existed. I think it was just being built, and he told me he had over a thousand kids. I think in his graduating class. Yeah. So he was part of the just the, when it was like the only Ann Arbor High School. Yep, yep. That was the Ann Arbor High School pioneer. Yeah, N- yeah. It was. It, yeah, and it was like, it was. Yeah, it would have been where it was currently, but then originally it was like downtown Ann Arbor. Right. Somewhere. Exactly. So, um, is so we kind of went off on a slight digression. So, do you think what you're saying is that you like your hometown? Obviously, you don't have any Absolutely. ill will towards it, but it's not. The kind of place you you see you you see yourself in, like it's nice, but it's not where you want to live, I or think how you want to live your life. The only way I could see myself back there is if if I raised a family and had a decent job in either Dexter or Ann Arbor yep. or Chelsea, one of the surrounding areas. If if work and family brought me back, I would glad to go back. Yep. But I mean, as Jared knows, and I'm sure Don can guess by now, like I just love being able to travel and live in different countries. And uh, I've been toying with the idea of living in a couple different places, um, unless I can find a good job. Um, I think if I lived back in the States, though, it would probably be in Michigan right now, at least just because of my family. You know, I have two nephews and a niece. Um, but, you know, I, I really love Dexter and it does still, you know, and I'm sure you felt this way when you've gone back to Ann Arbor, um, Don. I'm assuming you've been back since you've been in moved oh, to California, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I go back like four or five six times a year right but it's still it feels like home <laughs> even though a lot of your yeah. friends have moved um things have changed there's new stores up or whatever it still feels yeah. like home oh yeah but i think that's also because we're still in the house i grew up in and are you still in the house you grew up in yep yep so that, you're right that's a great if, point because my parents were flowing the idea around uh that they might be we might end up uh moving out of our house and moving Wait. to a different house in the neighborhood <laughs> Don's well, I okay. 26, uh, by the way, everyone, and soon to be 27, and he's saying, we with his parents' house. Well, I mean, because it's always your house, you know? Like, it, it's, yeah, it's, I feel you. I get what you're saying. It's, I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's just funny. But to, this ties... That you still have that connection like that, but I totally get it. But right. this ties well to Jared's theme of knowing everybody. Someone in our neighborhood recently passed, uh, and then we know them so well, we were like, oh, yeah, we'll buy your house. <laughs> Nonchalantly. Because <laughs> to put in perspective, we own two... Three three houses in the small little neighborhood we're in. Uh, my parents like to flip flip houses. So that's the part of the connection that we have. None of the houses have gone to market. We just know the people. We've cut their grass for years. We are friends with them, and we have their best interests. We s- blow their snow, all that stuff. And so when mm-hmm. something happens, like we're the ones who help take out their trash. And normally it's more elderly couples. And so that's how kind of we just root ourselves in the communities because my parents are giving people. My mom's a yeah. nurse. My dad's a teacher. And so I think that plays it. Maybe that plays well for why I'm so tied into. Ann Arbor is because they they're givers and so indirectly I know a lot about the community because I'm similar to them where I where I like to I guess give and and be around people and talk. Clearly. I want yeah, to ask you grew about up that. in a good family because you, yeah sure. as you mentioned your dad's a teacher and your mom's a nurse and you and you guys are both very like um ingrained in your community. What's what, for for example my grandpa um. When he was uh, up until pretty recently, he would go and mow a bunch of his neighbors' lawns and bring some older people uh, meal, like lunch and dinner and all that kind of stuff. 
what kind of uh, what kind of stuff like what is your parents' role in the community? I'm sure they do some of that stuff that I just mentioned, but like um, because that is how I mean that's how it happens. You you learn to. You, you, you learn all this stuff through your parents. It's, this is all nurture stuff. And you learn that and because your parents are the one introducing you to half of these uh, neighbors and telling you to go bring this person this or go do this for this person. What is it that they, what, that they would often do? Or like what kind of calls would you often hear where it's like, oh, I got to go do this for neighbor blah, neighbor Joe? I mean, it started off very basic. Hey, when we're out of town, can you mow our lawn? Can you get keep our mail. sidewalk clean? Get the mail. And that's what it started as. But then it started to transition to, hey, can you take our trash out? Our older neighbor, she was in her 90s. We take her trash out. We call in. We check in on her. And we're kind of, I see my dad being like the, I don't know, like the, the monitor of the neighborhood. If somebody needs something done, they'll call him to help out. They lend their tools. They lend their time. They lend their that's great. advice. The neighbors next door who moved in, my dad helped them like, remo- like gave them designs their whole basement, like around the neighborhood. Like if you need, uh, we share a trailer with four or five of our neighbors that you can just borrow. And everybody else in the neighborhood gets to use it, but five of us paid, or five of them paid for it, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. And the it's fact just that like, even the five of them paid for it is, is crazy to yeah, me. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Let alone yeah, that everyone really else can awesome. use it. And, and uh, indirectly, like my neighborhood's been close. Like people at the far end of the neighborhood, um, my mom went to college with her. So like we've known them, we've known people in our neighborhood like for 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. longer than we, and we've only lived in that house for maybe 20, 23. We moved when I was like two or three, one or two. We moved four blocks, not very far. <laughs> we moved out of one elementary zone into a different elementary school zone because they were relatively particular. It was just for schools? Uh, and the house. The house in these neighborhoods were bigger. Oh, okay. So this is after they had my brother, and they're like, oh, yeah, our mm. three-bedroom house is going to be big enough because we always have family over. So we have, like, a nice five-bedroom, two-bath place that can sleep, like, up to 20. We also rent our house out for Michigan games. So that's why we sleep so many. We have lots of converted couches. I, I wonder about that sometimes, though. You know, you mentioned, like, it started off with all the simple helping stuff. Like, when I go out of town and stuff, sometimes I wish I, like, even the simple stuff, I wish I could, and this goes along with what we were, sorry, I just punched my microphone in the face. This goes along <laughs> with what I was um, saying with, like, at the party. Like, even just simple stuff, like, when I, um, like, say I'm going out of town for a long weekend, my garbage day is a Friday. I wish I could just go up to my neighbors and be like, hey, could you just, like, I'm going to put it out, uh, like, Thursday night, but I have a flight that leaves, you know, 6 in the morning. Can you just pull my garbage can around so it's not out all weekend? Um, And even simple stuff like that is such a big leap for me uh, that I wish that um, it it makes, it that is a, a barrier to me as far as, moving to a new place, whether it be here or when I was in Royal Oak, for example. It was a little easier in Royal Oak because you were my roommate, I guess. So I had, so there was so, oh, you know, there was always a backup person to do that kind of stuff. But like, that that's a big barrier to ever really calling this place my home is not even being able to be like, hey, could you just like get my mail for the week because I'm going to be gone all week or something like that. And, and that is like, to me, the barest of bare minimum of having neighbors and just common decency. But I mean, were your parents like that? Did you did did like those are the sort of things that like I we actively were with, we were with not not to the same extent of, as you. We were with um, and and we also lived in sort of a more like I lived in Clarkston before Great Lakes Crossing existed. Oh, so um, it, it was like um, so like I, I I was like that with um, our direct neighbors. So my neighbor to the left of me to the right of me and across the street from me and maybe one like a little and then we had a couple other neighbor friends that were down the road but that was like a you know like a 
two minute, three minute drive down away. Um, and they were, you know, that were also good friends with us. So we had we had that sort of direct contact for that sort of stuff. But we, I, it wasn't that sort of like everyone meet up in this cola sack and we'll play sports kind of neighborhood. Oh, or, we had that going on. We did I had that, that in too. Germany. We did that. I had that too. in Germany, but I yeah. did not have it as a child, and I missed that. It was always just me and my sister. And um, I mean, that's a whole other aspect of hometown that uh, that is great is is having that is having like that meet here and we're gonna do this uh, sort of thing. And I've I gotta had... ask Don, what did you guys play in the cul-de-sac? Yes. So so we had a cul-de-sac, but we didn't. Re- we used my backyard as like the cul-de-sac. We had the biggest backyard or big oh, front nice. yard. Uh-huh. Could you so like hop we... to other people's ba- neighbors' backyards Please, without concern? We... Oh, my, my parents built a ladder over the fences because so me and my friend hurting themselves by leaping. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> nice. me and my, that's smart. Me and my, me and my buddy Zach, we sat. There's still a bend in the fences from when we used to sit there and talk to each other <laughs> over the fences. Nice. And my parents oh, like, my well, God. we just go back and forth. That's where they transition groceries. Like, if you need butter, be like, hey, meet you at the fence. And like nice. our house, and my parents like our house was the. The spot for like the we played football, basketball. We had a basketball court. My parents for our my seventh when I turned seven or no seventh in seventh grade we got basketball like a half court put in the backyard. So like indirectly we I were that basketball place. on that half court. We nice. had I movie think I nights. I might have shot a couple hoops there yeah. too with you guys one time. <laughs> you ha- you had to because that was probably one of the times that we drove to your place afterwards up here on River Drive. So I remember that because whenever we drive yeah. to your place, we always took here on River Drive because Jared's beautiful car just had that little turbo. <laughs> And to uh, this day, whenever we're on the phone and he's driving, I do say, can I hear the turbo real quick? And he just, nice. he just hits it for me. Nice. That's awesome. Um, um, can I just say, though, uh, <laughs> can I just say we need more people building ladders over fences and not walls? I'm just going to put that out there. Mm. Yes. Spread a little love. Um, exactly. So what, um, what are the, give me some, some games. Some games. Because I can already think of some games off the top of my head. That um, we played? Yeah. I mean... My dad's a gym teacher, so football, basketball, like touch football. We played we played backyard baseball with tennis nice. balls because we couldn't do it with baseballs because we cracked the windows. But we had this right. big Y-shaped, Y-shaped tree, and if you hit it in between the Y, you got extra points. Um, oh, nice. So flag football was there, too. How many Indoor- kids could you get together for, like, like say, at, the, at its peak, if you could get as many kids as, as, as possible? If you went to every house that you would go to and they all said, let's do it, how many kids would be there? We had, I think the most we had was maybe like fifteen or twenty kids. That's pretty good. I mean, that's two. That's, that's easily really two teams right there. Two full yeah. teams of any it was, game. You play soccer with that. Yeah, Almost full yeah. soccer team. But it was also the fact that like that was just my my place. We had two big nets up at the end of our yard, so the soccer, footballs, or tennis balls wouldn't go over. We'd put like we did movie nights where we'd like put this big white sheet over the big net at the end and we'd drive cars into our backyard. We'd play Xbox. I mean, it's just like my parents wanted our spot to be the outdoor location. So I think that also brought us closer to the community that like, that's kind of where we were, but also with my dad teaching, he knew all the kids. So Mm -hmm. indirectly I've known everybody, which is far different than I guess probably your two experiences growing up. It's like, he you taught. knew kids that were even way out of your age range, like the four years older or less than you. You knew kids outside of that yes. because your dad has been teaching for decades. Yes. When I like, I have people who come up and be like, oh, you're a strikes kid, right? I'm like, who yeah, are I you? Who are you? They go, <laughs> right. oh, yeah, you, you were who like dad? a baby. You were like a baby when I was coming to class. I'm like, who sure. That's uh, crazy. Speaking of, who, speaking of who dad, the Saints are playing right now. So, Yeah, they're killing it. Little, are, little wait, do, you, are, do you know what the score is right now by any chance? Uh, 13-10. Okay. For them? Nice. 
Uh, yeah, Saints are up. They've do- they dominated the first half, uh, but the the Rams started to come back at the end. Okay. I, I, even though I, you know, I have a lot of Saints fans in my family, I'd, it'd be interesting to see the Rams win, especially such think, like a new team like that. Yeah, everybody wants to see a Rams Chiefs. Uh, yeah, of course. No one I want to. I mean, nobody wants to see the Patriots. Well, I, I don't want to see Rams like, Chiefs or fair. Saints Patriots. I want to see the young guys versus the young guys, or the old guys <laughs> versus the old guys. Nice. Uh, uh, nice. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but also, I also do have an undershirt here. It's it says the goat, which. I mean, the greatest all time. Indirectly, though, I went to a bar because he went to U of M. Well, no, this is not even tied. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. This isn't even a U of M shirt. This was a bar I went to in Irvine that they said just get the shirt. I saw the shirt said the goat. I'm like, the goat's pretty cool, so I bought the shirt. And then indirectly, it can be the greatest all time. Speaking of sports, though, um, uh, what 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 sports did you play in um, in in high school or school in your time, and how did that? Like, like, were there any for, for example, you played soccer? Were there any, didn't you, Don? I mean, football, played right? Were there so, any? Uh, well, first off, by what sports you played? I have more questions, but we'll start with that. Okay, so I was a five-sport athlete in, in middle school, which is something my dad did at Slauson. Where if you played, there's five seasons in middle school. You played a sport every season. You got your name on a banner. If you play a sport every season for the three years in middle school, you became a five, a 15-sport athlete. So I played. Heshke Kluk. That means good boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, Jared. Uh, so the sports <laughs> I played, it was like soccer, ran cross country, volleyball, swimming, wrestling, lacrosse, basketball, flag football, actual football, water polo. <laughs> actual football. Well, I, I, I don't, flag, flag tackle football. Tackle, uh, football. Ten, tackle football. Tennis. Uh, I played Wait, a little bit of... you played tennis? Yeah. Uh, okay, t- nice. So my parents my parents were very frank with me. They're like in a freshman high school. They're like, hey, if you want to get a college scholarship, your best bet is probably swimming and playing tennis. Because mm-hmm. um, I could play water polo in the fall, then swim in the winter season, then play tennis in the spring. Um, until they but, flipped the seasons on us. Yeah, until they messed that all up. And then I also played golf. Um, yeah, that's, that, that might round them up. There's probably so a few more sprinkled in. You've played... You've played um, Every sport that's ever existed, basically, and yeah. You've played you've played against every student in the uh, in the <laughs> local Greater Ann Arbor area, <laughs> most likely. Are there are there any sort of were there any sort of stupid and or I guess if you want to consider them legitimate, I'll hear you out. Like um, hometown rivalries that you still kind of think about today, or it's like a little part of you if you hear like Joe Smith, you're like fuck that guy. I remember when he. Like I, he when we played this, he used to always be that guy. And whenever I saw him in high school, I'd slap his binder out of his hand or something. So there's no like. Know. So let's let's preface. I was not very good at sports in high school. I was not a starter. I just kicked a little bit for football. I was a backup quarterback. I rode the bench in basketball. So I never really had that rivalry. What made you want to play every sport then? If you weren't like uh like good? No, you know no. Fun. I was okay. I, no, I was okay. Of... Like the best part is like I have. You can compete. My... I could compete. Like, I have knowledge of the sports. Like, I, I like to watch football because I like doing the reads. I played linebacker, so I know, like, hey, this is covered to man. This is covered to zone. This is what's going to be open. But I'm not the fastest person on the court. My body style, I grew into my body after college. Um, so in college, I grew a few more inches for everyone who's not listening. I also ran track and played, ran track and uh, cross country after I had a knee and shoulder surgery. Um, so I took myself off football and basketball. But then that's also when I sprouted. I got broad and stronger. So now I'm far better than I was in sports. So I could go play against all the high school kids and I sh- 
shit all over them. I want to say that. I For those of you guys listening, Don is bragging that 26-year-old him could beat a bunch of 14 to 17-year-olds uh, uh, in sports. And for a while, when I would go back for the... So another part of the hometown is when I would go back for the holidays, my, my former coaches would ask me, can you get five guys together to scrimmage our JV basketball team? And it'd be fun because we'd be five out-of-shape guys who really don't play basketball anymore, just tearing up these cocky little sophomores in high school who think like yeah these guys don't know anything they're coming in with their busted shoes mismatching socks and then we come i feel like i I wonder if don nice do you even realize all these like hometown gems you're talking that you're saying that are just flying over the fact that you're saying that the local coach called you to get guys together to play the local basketball team Well, like, like I that, feel like you don't even realize what you're saying when you. <laughs> no, I guess I don't. It's just, just like dropping yeah, hometown gems at every. <laughs> I mean, I was that's asked by normal. my tennis coach that's back in the normal. day to do the same thing. Yeah. But but I mean I mean that's not normal for someone like me. Let me put it that way. Yeah. That's never really right. been. Yeah. And I went, also another thing, um, is I went to private schools too. So like I never had that sort of like I never had that community connection like you really yeah. get from a public school. I'd agree. But then I think, I mean, I don't know. I think things are similar, but also different in Dexter. So I feel like Dexter is even closer than the community yeah. like Ann Arbor is. I mean, everybody knew everybody in Dexter. Yep. And Which is, Dexter- a, it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. I've walked, yeah. I, I've actually experienced that just hanging out with Chad, just going to local, like lo- the local corner stores and gas stations. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, it's un- it's yeah, unavoidable. It happens every time. <laughs> the Dexter that's why- pub. Yep, and back in the day, it used to be Katie's, but they closed that place down. That was like a high school reunion I never wanted to go to, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, Every time, it was like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, did everybody go there? Yep. Usually, (laughs) yeah, it was usually Katie's. Good times, not really. How do both of you guys feel... um, We'll start with Don, because you're the guest. But how do both of you guys feel, like, nowadays, going back to your hometown and running into... Like, do you enjoy it? Or do you look forward to it? Like, how do you, like how do you feel about that? Because usually, even on the rare occasion that I run into people I know in Michigan, a lot of times I'm like, oh, let's hope this person doesn't recognize me. Let's keep moving, keep moving. But that's also my personality, I guess. Uh, I would say I now make it more. I don't like to say hi to people now more than ever. I'm much more like I'm gonna go home. I want to see these five people. That's all I want to see. If I see somebody, I kind of know. I'm like, I don't want to take my time and talk with them. Like, I would rather spend my time talking to my like my close friends. Does it seem like almost pointless small talk at that point where it's like, yeah, it's like it's like like, just because we happen to run each other that we're doing this run into more like my running into is like, oh, I should really unfriend you on Facebook now. (laughs) (laughs) That's some good wisdom right there. I might need to take that into consideration. And so I always go through a purge on Facebook and going home is the best way. I'm like, yep, I don't fuck with you anymore. Please yeah. get off. But then also, I like it when do you have? Do you guys ever do this? You know how on Facebook you get the the back in this day sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always click on like who posts on my wall, always to see who's still my friend or not. Like who posted oh, some interesting. shit. Okay. Oh, and, yeah. And and I realize I've purged a lot of people. <laughs> I have too. I have too. I have I had not. to stop actually because I'd be nervous that I'd have no friends left if I. <laughs> it would just be like fifteen people on my friends list at some point. But I'm hoping Facebook reverts back to more like personal because that's what I don't know. That's what it was originally. But now it's like your most personal social media is like 
Instagram, but that's now too mainstream. Yeah. Like there's no there's yeah, no medium right. to that I feel like I could share my personal posts with like you guys. Like there's Bring no back MySpace. We tried yes. it. Yes. <laughs> we tried it. I tried it with some of my friends. Me, Chris Guardo, and Brad were talking about it. And we looked it up and we were disappointed because you no longer have to like put in all the codes and stuff like you used to have to. Yeah. It's now oh, way more um intuitive because it's but and we were disappointed that it was intuitive. We're like, oh, we thought we'd have to spend time Googling codes and putting them into like the info. Wait. Remember you had to do that? You, you yeah. put codes into the info section of your uh, MySpace right, to idea. make like weird songs pop up? A new app. Let's make that happen. What, like <laughs> this, a shitty this, social media? This is a shitty social media. You guys want MySpace? Funny. Ring brought it back. It's gonna we, could even, 50... we could do that where you have to do the codes but even make that more intuitive because the codes yeah. was so confusing because you have to like put yeah. it Below Hello? actual descriptions of stuff, yeah. Yeah. you're putting legitimate you put code it right in the right spot. Yeah, yeah. So we could do that and just make that it easier. We were doing HTML coding before it was even cool. <laughs> yeah, people were writing code and giving it to us for free. Yep, yep. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, cool. If I tackle so Chad, that question, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Actually, it seems it so, seems like you're overwhelmed by it. Uh, yes and no. L- like I said, that's why I didn't always enjoy going to Katie's. Because I would go to Katie's and I would know everybody there. And there were a lot of people it was nice to see, but some people that, you know, like were driving around. Now, now what I would assume, they're driving around with a Make America Great Again sticker on their car next to their Confederate flag. Not even their oh. car, let's be honest. It's a pickup truck. Probably an old yes. beat up one that's got mud all over it as well. Oh, they go um, mudding out there. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Rolling I like coal. it. I think I got to be, if I'm really feeling in a social mood... I enjoy it, and it's, like, nice to kind of shoot the shit with some people. Um, but it really depends on who it is. And that's why there are certain places I'll go to now um, where I really enjoy going because I tend to run into people I enjoy talking to. Like, I really like visiting the Beer Grotto in Dexter. Also Ooh. amazing beer. Yes. Um, and I also love the Dexter Pub because I know the owner. Um, I know a lot of the wait staff. They're all really nice, really friendly. Plus, they people serve- you went to high school with? Um, some of them, yeah, and some of them okay. I just know because I've been there so many times. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm just, yeah, I keep forgetting that uh, you know everyone, <laughs> right? And I mean, that was the cool thing about Dexter, but it's it's kind of funny. I remember when I was in high school, I used to get teased a lot because I would always befriend the foreign exchange students. People would say, "Oh, you don't want to like have American friends," to, uh... and it's like, it's like, no, I've just known all of you guys <laughs> since like kindergarten. It's and nice maybe to get it's... some fresh uh, Ex- perspective exactly. in here. Exactly. Um, do you but ever? Think... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, I think that brings up a unique point on why Chad, you mentioned earlier that you you kind of want to move around, move to different cities. Is you've been jaded with the fact of you go to a place and know everybody, but I want to ask the question: Does the allure of going to a new city, moving to a new country, knowing nobody, do you like that? And having to make friends and going to a bar where you know you can go in there and not know a single face and just have to work the work the room, make a friend. That's a great it's, question. It's it's invigorating and terrifying at the same time, right? So it's. It's 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 really some days it's really exciting and I love it and then other days I'm kind of like man if I was just back in Dexter I could just walk down this one trail and chill like there's a spot in the Huron River where there's like a like a pool of rocks where you can sit I think Don might know what I'm talking about yep um, and you know so so there there are days when I really love the just the fact that you know the other thing is too everything's new right now I've been in the Czech Republic for four months. I still love it here, but it's lost a little bit of its like kind of pizzazz just because I know where most things are now. I know I know a decent amount of people here. Um, 
And so, yeah, it's it's cool to go somewhere. I'm sure you had this feeling when you went to San Francisco, you know, where, um, you know, it's just all new people, all new places. And you kind of wake up in the morning, you're like, I wonder what's going to happen today, right? But if you're in Ann Arbor yes. or you're in Dexter, you you more or less kind of know what's going to happen that day, probably. I'm waking up. I'm going to get this breakfast sandwich. That's my morning where I'm going to get some shit. By the like, you know what you're going to do. But yep. Yep. And that is interesting because that also does wear off at like four to six months of the new city. Because I mm-hmm. remember my... I, th- I feel like we idealize the first, when you move to a new place or your first six months in college, or your first six months in a new job or your first six months new city, you idealize those six months. Cause I remember six months in San Francisco was awesome. I was doing this. I was going to bars till two in the morning. I was walking home. Now it's like, yeah, I stay at home on a Thursday, on a Saturday <laughs> night and Monday night and Tuesday. And I don't go out for a week and I feel totally right. normal. Um, it's but, that honeymoon but I think, phase. I yeah. think that's great though. Cause it shows that you, that you're willing to put yourself out there and experience as much as you can. And then after that, what, you know, six months, you, you start to find what you like. And I think after that six months is when you start to actually feel like uh, for a lot of, you know, generally that you're starting to feel comfortable and like, Oh, this is actually my home. Now this is a place that Mm -hmm. I live. Cause I remember when I was in Philadelphia, you know, even though I was had a job and paid rent in an apartment, it took a couple months before I was like, Okay, I think I'm actually like li- I think I'm actually gonna like be here for a while, and this is the mm-hmm. thing. It's like okay, this is working. I'm I'm paying rent. Like this has been going on for a while. I've kind of gotten the hang of what's ha- like that takes a while um, to to happen. So yeah. I, I think that makes sense, and I think and that, I th- that's great. And I think it takes a while for that to really set in, right? Like, and that's the weird thing with me right now is the fact that this, as far as I know, is only temporary, right? So yeah, after after July. I could be back in the States, I could be in Asia, I could be in Europe. I have no idea. You keep those suitcases close. Right. <laughs> yeah, for passport, sure. Uh, up to date. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ready to make exactly. cuts on the clothing real quick and get out of <laughs> And I, I want to ask, um, Jared asked, what are some things you miss? I'm just curious, is there anything you don't miss from your hometown? We've talked oh. about a lot of positive stuff, which is great. But, you know, life isn't always unicorns and rainbows. Yeah, you don't uh, love everything about Ann Arbor. Oh, no. Um, well, I don't, miss, I don't miss the weather. That's one thing. I miss snow, <laughs> but I don't miss... I like the fact that San Francisco, 95% of the days, is, uh, is nice, and I can wear a long sleeve shirt and jeans and be fine, and there's no rain. The weather out there is gorgeous in San Fran. Yeah, and, but in the last, like, two weeks, it's been terrible. Raining every day. In like the most the most annoying raining where it's like it's not coming down like like terrible but it's just like I'm gonna drizzle on you to the point like you need a jacket and you can't really walk outside but you don't want to wear a jacket. Also, the annoying mm. thing about rain jackets is they're not they're always so hot. I hate rain jackets because like there's no. Didn't ventilation we talk about in this on one of the episodes like when we were yeah, our first well, episodes? I think it was because after I came back from um, North Carolina. It was raining. Yeah, it was like humid out. Humid. Mm-hmm. So like, like mm-hmm. you could feel like the heat c- captured within the jacket almost, and it's just that gross feeling. But it's like, well, uh, if I take it off, I'm going to be drenched. So I have to do this, and I'm sweating. So, uh, so to get, get back to the question, uh, yes, I think I'm. What I, I think it's the same thing. I don't miss the people, but I also miss the people. It's the you can flip it both ways. Is sure. I like the fact that I can be in a city, I can go do my own thing, and I don't have to see my neighbors. But I also miss the fact that I don't get to see my teacher from middle school, and I go out 
on a date if I were going on a date. I, I currently am wifed up. I have a girlfriend. Who's so this? that doesn't happen yeah. anymore. Oh, who's this? How'd you guys meet? That right. happened so many times. Hi, Mr. My, Johnson. Uh, <laughs> right. I get texts from my dad like, who are you out with tonight? Oh, you have date money now. Oh. Oh, really? You like, <laughs> yes. I would get back to your parents? Oh, that's funny. He, he was that's like, great. oh, you went to this place. I didn't know you had this kind of money. Oh, you're out at this bar last night. Oh, you had oh, this what, many what beers? Places, what places did you take them? Like, gratia uh, or something? No, no, no. It was... uh, it Zingerman's... Roadhouse no, or whatever. I wasn't a fan of Zingerman's. Um, so it was That's like pretty close you know, you know, Monty's Pizza, the little uh-huh. corner. That place Chad was kind of. I don't. It was, and then Aventura <laughs> was a place that uh, that I took that if you want to upscale it, I took a lot of dates there. Like that was a good like second, third date place. I had a, okay. I had a good run. I had a good good game plan for Ann Arbor. Nice. Um, Ann Arbor would be a good place for dates. Oh yeah, you meet them at like a coffee bar, like uh, one of the beer garden places, and then you just go out and you have you can have a very flowing date there where you can be walking around you can gauge their interests small meals big meals beer what they want to do pinball pizza mm-hmm. i know I that's was just gonna, gonna say pinball pizza yes. so good yes pinball pizza 100 percent. but yeah so it's oh. it I think it's everything so you miss you miss um running into people and and, and uh word spreading back to your parents within like five <laughs> minutes yeah is is, is there like um and the weather as well. You said it. Uh, is there like um, a lot of like a lot of gossip happening? Like, do people love to gossip or like spy on what's going on and be like, "Oh, I wonder why this person brought this person there," or "Ooh, this person has a new car." What? I don't think there's as much as that. I mean, my the the group that I was raising, they're a bunch of teachers, so like they they weren't very materialistic. So if somebody got something new, they worked hard for it. But also, there wasn't that much gossip. It was just like, oh, Don, you're taking. Oh, we've seen. My dad would be like, oh, this is the fourth different woman I've seen you with in like two weeks. Oh, that's interesting. Nice. That's kind of um, good though, because my parents never really. I like I never really told my parents much about like dating and stuff like that. Like we don't really talk about that stuff. So like it, for you, it's unavoidable. Yeah, they just and always know, but them. that. But that opened up your relationship with your parents, so you'd be very open. You'd be like, oh, this isn't going well. Oh, this happened. Like, why right. did I break up with this girl? And I'm just like, well, this is the reason why, and this really hurt. And I, I, I was able to have that open relationship with them where there's like, I told them what, also did tell them what they wanted to hear, not always what yeah, well, you was got to. On. It's your parents. That's fair. You got you to gotta massage the situation a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. Um, Chad, do you miss anything? Do you, is there anything you don't miss? And don't say seeing people uh, running into people because that's obvious. I was, I I was like just be, going to say that. <laughs> I feel like there'd be more gossiping in your neighborhood because you have that more small town vibe yeah. than, than I Don was, did. I was also going to say more that wind, there's a ton of gossiping in Twitches. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, there's a lot of, a lot of gossip in Dexter. That's one of the issues. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the gossip, um, I mean, it's just real small, you know? I mean, there's there's only a couple places you can go, which I love a lot of those places, but it's funny. Um, you know, Don's from Ann Arbor, and we would always, like, if we wanted a night out on the town, we would go to Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Ann Arbor. Yeah, that's where we would always go. And then, you know, after I was of legal drinking age, then we would always go to Ann Arbor because, like, th- there's, like, two or three places in Dexter and then the other thing is because Dexter's so small, you don't want to get shit-faced at one of these bars and then have somebody tell your parents the next day, like, oh, <laughs> saw Chad at the beer grotto and uh, he slipped back a, <laughs> Looks quite like a he few. Had a few. And, right, exactly. So Slipping on gator piss. Yeah. So, But, you know, I think, I think it's safe to say for Don and myself, 
Um, I would say the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. Do you think, would you agree, Don? Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, if if I had to pick a place to go live like now where I haven't been, like I would say Ann Arbor is a good place. Raise a kid, good public schools. I would also say Dexter. The surrounding area is pretty good. I think it's getting more liberal as well. So if you trickle out, it's not quite as... For those of you who don't know, Ann Arbor is historically very uh, liberal, and then you go... Incredibly The Vermont of Michigan. (laughs) And and then you go directly outside of Ann Arbor, and it's very, very conservative, very quick. Yep. Um, And that's That's kind of how... That's any big liberal city, though. I mean, mean, you can say the same thing about Philadelphia. I think it helps that the University of Michigan is there as well, because you have a lot of progressive, liberal-thinking people there. Yeah. But also, one thing I learned is that I thought Ann Arbor... I thought I had a diverse upbringing, but then I realized moving to San Francisco, where we had a diverse upbringing for what we knew in the Midwest, but diversity out like on the West Coast is completely different. Oh, I'm sure. And to me, that it's on me over my eyes where I want to go see different cities, different towns to expand my my comfort zone um, yeah. and go to different areas. Like I, I could be moving to Denver shortly, which I think would be pretty awesome. But I also do want to move sweet. overseas at some point. Yeah, I, I should figure out in like two or three weeks. I'm kind of excited. Nice. I've told Congrats, man. Thank but you. Th- that that is something that people I, I think is an important thing for people to realize is that even within the U.S., like every area or sort of big city has their own like quote unquote minorities. Like everyone has their own different yeah. minorities, and you can you can experience vastly different cultures, uh, like from various different countries. Even if you just go to like a different city or neighborhood, it's like oh, this is where mm-hmm. all the I don't know, I don't know Portuguese live, right. Yeah, that's true. Unless you're in a small town like Dexter, and then you have maybe 10 to 15, you know, minorities at your school, other right. than not counting the exchange students. Do you, uh, do either of you guys feel a need to um, stunt on your hometown? Like, nah. like, well, it's easy for Chad to say that because uh, he grew up in Dexter. What about you, uh, Don? <laughs> I mean, I feel like indirectly. I'm sorry, I don't like, know why there's I... shit on your city like that. Uh, <laughs> you don't uh, feel that need to like go home and like, uh, or like, or, 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 or let me ask you this. Uh, you guys are humble people, clearly, so that was a uh, garbage question for me to ask. <laughs> do you ever feel people for, excuse me, do you ever feel sorry for the people that you see Oh, not leave and it's like oh man yeah. I, like like that are still there and it's yep. like you need to like you could see that they need to just get out and but you know they won't and it's just like all right man because yeah. i feel that way even sometimes too when i think of like high school people they're like man you still live in waterford it's like you, right you need to yeah. move bro but not everybody has that and that's what i've realized not everybody has the ability or the mindset or the willingness to uproot Yep. And take yourself somewhere else. And that's a unique breed. And I don't want to shit on the people who also stay because they they might be more homebodies. Like, that's just what they're comfortable with. That's what they want to do. But I think and there's something us, about having that connection to your community because yeah. I don't have yeah. that. Yeah. Right. But also, us three are, are similar mindset where we're okay with, I'm going to go here and do this without knowing people. We're very confident in ourselves. And we, we're okay with, hey, we can leave and just go to a new city. We can make friends. But we also have that close knit community with our like close friends who are not around. Like, Jared, you and I, we haven't lived in the same city for, we're pushing, what, three years? Four? Three? Something three? Like, yeah, I mean, I've been here for over uh, three and a half, so yeah. So three and a half years, and and we still are able to talk on the phone and, and have conversation. But you make your friends transition with you. You guys clearly have a podcast together. You guys are not even in the same time, remotely the same time zone. So <laughs> our sense of friendship also, I think, helps the but fact that we can up and go somewhere else. Everyone. It does. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is it's very. This is a very bromantic podcast. Let, let me clarify. Oh yeah, this, that's all. That's all, Chad. 
it's all because <laughs> I fight all of that bromance. <laughs> oh yeah, you do, you do, Jared. Yeah, I think I if it was Don and I, it would be too much. Like it would just be an unhealthy level of bromance. Just the way I, our personalities yeah, are. Gross. Gross. I wish I could just like <laughs> drop the bromance song right now, but I don't have it queued up. Because do you remember that song? <laughs> Some bromance song for you. I, I, we have, I have college friends like that where, um, where, um, they still like. For example, I, I assume he never listens to this. All so I'll say his name, Chris. Uh, you know, Chris Blaker. I'm, I always, I always think, I always wish that he would like get out of Michigan. Like, you, I can almost feel like, like, I, like, whenever I hear like some sort of like frustrations he has with like work and, and this is not just him and i just focus on him because he's the first one because he's my good friend but like i've heard this for a bunch of people where it's like i think you just need to like get out of your comfort zone for a yeah. bit is really what it comes mm-hmm. down to definitely and it's like don't worry about don't worry too much about this or that but just like i just get a different perspective on life and it'll help you not worry about these small things that you find so important or or so destructive to your life or whatever it is I yeah. think it also makes you value your hometown a lot more if you leave it for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Fully agree. Or not, but either way, it's a good lesson to have. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Hometowns, what a thing. But also, it's <laughs> very, it. it's very interesting though. Me being transplanted, so I've been dating my girlfriend for like two and a half years. Coming to her hometown, which is Fairfield, California, the best way to put it, it is like being in. Distance-wise, for you to fathom, it's like Albion to Detroit was like an hour and a half. That's mm-hmm. the distance between like San Francisco and Sacramento, and uh-huh. Ann Arbor's right in the middle, and Fairfield's right in the middle. But her hometown oh, nice. is way different. Like, there's no town here. Like, there's no downtown they go out in. There's no like Midwest town. It's like oh weird. This is it's like these are made cities. Like they're not like like they're made because like people just stretched out from San Francisco and farther over. I have never been to downtown Fairfield. I don't know what downtown Fairfield looks like. Huh. And that's weird to me that there's like where where do they so when um we're, like if you were to be in Fairfield and your girlfriend and you went to go a night out somewhere where would you go not go to Fairfield and just stay in San Francisco yeah <laughs> is that really what I mean, you do no seriously like we would just like if we want to go out we go to a bar we drive there then have to drive somewhere else then drive somewhere else there's no like I don't but even kinda know like if... the strip mall like strip uh, malls all, or... stri- all strip malls. Like, yeah. we went to a really great sushi place last night, and it was, a, like, a strip mall sushi place. Great sushi. Some of the best sushi, but it was just like, yeah, that's what they kind of do. Get that, just... it, it's hard to get that town feel when it's just nondescript strip malls, no. really. No, no, no I'm, like... looking, I'm looking right now, and, yeah, this is crazy. Like, what Don and I and even Jared are used to in terms of downtown, this looks way different in Fairfield. You're 100% right. Did you right. type in downtown Fairfield or something like that? Images, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. So I'm looking this up. I mean, Does, it looks um, like kind of like strip molly and like like a like a street, but it doesn't look like like a like a downtown, like a set place. Yeah, because like, their downtown ranges. What is your like girlfriend a main think drag of, kind uh, of? What does your girlfriend think of uh, like your connection to Ann Arbor? Because I'm sure she's she's commented on the fact that you're obsessed with your home. Has she not? Uh, yeah, she, she does. She's like, you have this weird tie to Ann Arbor and like the University of Michigan. Um, (laughs) but I think she starts to see it though, when there's a different level of like, I don't know, our, she understands that my, did it help when she actually went to Michigan to see it in live? I think that would help. Yeah, she did. She She understood. Yeah. She has been there multiple times. Okay. 
Um, so she's been there. Uh, she gets kind of why. I mean, she does get annoyed that I know so many people and makes so many conversations and get very yeah, distracted. I mean, I but do I too. think, but I think that's everybody <laughs> who's around me. I'm a social butterfly. Um, but yeah, I think she gets it a little bit more. I mean, it's weird for me to be in Fairfield, but also it's refreshing to be here because does she, like, does she grow yeah. up? In, is that like where she spent her yeah. entire childhood? Yeah. Yeah. Her hmm. parents grew up in like the San Francisco area. Uh, they were both like the first generation people born uh, in the States. Um, and so it's just a very different like upbringing. Um, and so do they know, have that connection to their neighbors that uh, no. connection to their neighbors? Fuck no. no, they no. know some of them or they know them, but like they won't say hi. Right. Like, you're not, there's, yeah. there's, there's you're no, there's no up na- to their door. Like it's nothing. Yeah. Like I've, I've never said hi to any, I don't think I've seen many of their neighbors to be honest. Mm-hmm. Maybe seen like one. Is, uh, that 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 might just be like a full on like a, you know Midwest first West Coast. Oh yeah, thing. Def- definitely, definitely. Midwest people I can't can help that. but say hello to everyone that they pass, especially I, in their own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Well, and like it's one thing is in like Ubers, I people can act, people can tell be like, or I can tell now because I've been Ubers long enough. I'm like I can tell just by conversation at Uber pool. Like if another ride gets, I'm like, you're not from California, are you? They're like, oh yeah, I'm oh, from the friendly. Midwest state, and I'm just as they're friendly and like you can you can hold a conversation, and that is mm-hmm. that happens a lot. I so for those of you who don't know, I, I since I don't have a car, I Uber pooled my way to the climbing gym in the morning, um, and I and I go quite early, but I do talk to the people in Uber because I'm a social butterfly, and you're so one of those you, you you learn a lot about different people being in Uber pools. I kind of want to do a podcast being a driver in Uber pools, but. I don't have a car. Ugh, I would but hate you can, getting that into that car. Like, get that microphone out of my face. Well, I would just uh, like to talk about my experience. I mean, a lot of people it, would like it, though. I, but no, I feel I, like if I, I were to... Just, oh, you would be the passenger. I thought you meant you would be the driver either, and like, either, interview. Either. Just document your experience. I bet that would be a good podcast. I would just hate to have that microphone put into my face. I mean, you'd have to have some friendly Midwestern passengers. When I'm in an Uber, what I do... Is I you put, put in my on? headphones firmly, <laughs> and I'm I not listen even to a song, and that. I listen to a song. A lot of the times, I listen to the song of the pod playlist on YouTube that you'll find on our untranslatable podcast. Oh, I cannot wait to hear song of the pod. By the way, you should have have it uh, be a video this time, because you're showing a video, so you should pull the YouTube video up so you can loop it in. I'm just saying, because this the the video for this one is pretty epic. He's so not anyway. wrong. So Jared, first of all, I'm curious. I do how, everything for this. How did how did you how did you find <laughs> I'm this sorry, Jared. song? You're gonna hate me so much for that. I love. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, yes, you. I are. listened to. Um, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast, and they were, or excuse me, I was looking at Twitter, and there was just someone that mentioned Icelandic rap, and I just went on this weird rabbit hole looking at Icelandic rap, and I stumbled upon a group called Ulfur um, Ulfur. And that is Icelandic for wolf, wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, because according to some one where I read, they're both aggressive and very cuddly. Um, hmm. And the name of the song I found is uh, Brenum, Brenum, which is Icelandic for burn. And they repeat oh. that over and over again. And hmm. um, what I like about it, one, it's very catchy. It's a great rap song. I mean, you know, you know it's a great rap song for what it is. But... Uh, uh, they're not American, but um, what I liked about it is we recently did an episode on code switching, and they they do a very fun style of code switching where the only words that us non Icelandic speakers understand are the swear words and the drug references. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 
I swear I heard ayahuasca once or twice in there. Yep. Yeah, like, they yeah, say ayahuasca. Yeah, the, they say ayahuasca. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I heard some other drug too, but I definitely heard ayahuasca. That was the one that was very clear. And they, every time they said fuck or shit or something <laughs> like that, it was mm. uh, it was in English. And I mean, that's what I like about any sort of song that is um, not in a, not done by native English speakers. Is that any most non native English speakers are way more willing to play around with code switching in music where they throw in words that are not English, whether it's, you know, it doesn't even have to be throwing throwing in an English word, but throwing in a non-native word. And it gives you so much more freedom and options um, in, to play with as far as your lyrics and what, and, and what fits. I love that. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's just fun. And they just had a funny way to do it, and they committed to it. So I thought that was cool. And this beat is fire. It's yes. catchy. You'll, 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 this is a banger, an Icelandic banger, a bangada. I, I did, I did bump it in the car two or three times on my, yes, on my drive. Nice. And I was just like, I was like, I might, this is getting downloaded to my uh, Apple Music after this. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there well, are a yeah. lot of fans actually of uh, Ulfur Ulfur all around the world. And mm-hmm. I found the lyrics translated. Have I have not. This was oh, my, okay. your own but research. I found the lyrics and found a translation in English. Yes. And basically, I've got the gist of the song. It seems like a lot of this talks about how the way society is going, maybe also more specifically in Iceland, I'm not sure, but that people are becoming more and more materialistic. You know, life is about like having all these cool things to show. um, But, you know, that's not really what life is. So you're not going to give us any of the lyrics? Oh, I can. Sure. Were there um, any good ones? Thousands of souls have different fantasies. No one is the same. Common, although each relies on a mirror and smoke. Do not need anything, but I dream of more, two for one. So materialism, I guess, right? Something that provides peace and tranquility, but is forgotten at the same time. Um, it's funny how, f- how it's funny how much how these lyrics make the song sound so much smarter than it looks in the music video. It looks like oh, they're yeah. just balling. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, they're um, actually saying stuff here. <laughs> right. When, right. Whenever I see a horse just walking down anywhere, <laughs> I'm just like, what is going on? I just wonder, how they, how is he so so calm on the horse? That's Maybe he does thing. dressage in his spare time. I think yeah, he Yeah, you might. never know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do Icelandic people enjoy uh, dressage? I don't know much about Iceland. I, I don't either. We'll we'll have to see. Maybe in the future we'll have to do our research and do an Iceland episode on the road again. Right. But to loop this back, Chad, did you ever ride a horse in Dexter? Uh, not in Dexter. I know a lot of people that do. I know people who own a couple like really nice like I don't know what the right term is like a horse farm. I don't know what the right term yeah. is. But um, no, I rode I rode horses elsewhere. Didn't ride them in Dexter. But a lot of gotcha. people do. A lot of country country bumpkins in Dexter. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a lot of space. It's I've heard it's been called stalls or malls for uh, so, which which way oh, your like which that. way your That's, daughter goes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. I like so that. So if funny. you're on your way to the stall and or mall, check out Ulfur Ulfur Branum and bang that shit. That's right. Check it out uh, on our Twitter. Now speaking of uh, banging that shit, Chad's about to bang out another check word of the pod. And keep in mind, next time Chad's about to explain to us how he applied a check phrase of the pod. And I, I already know how I'm going to use this one, actually. So this, uh, well, don't tell the, us. The, I won't. But this, I mean, once I tell you what the words mean, I think you can, you can use your imagination. But anyways, my check word, at this time check words of the pod, is Rodne Miesto. 
Any guesses what that might mean? Donald. One more time. Rodney Miesto. Woo! There we go. Got it, Jared. <laughs> I'm very impressed that you guys can articulate a different... I guess it makes sense. You guys do speak other languages because I can butcher... I butcher just barely. about everything. I'm losing my German, but... Oh, I don't even know. Um, one more time. Let me give myself another... Jared, you got it? Rodney Miesto. Um, I know no checks, so this... I mean, um, I, don't, I don't know what I mean. I have no idea either, to be fair. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, Come on, guys. Put on. You guys both have your thinking caps on. Come on. No, it's not good morning because good morning would nope. have Heshki in it. Nope. Uh, good morning is Dobre Rano. Dobre de- oh. Okay. See, I was close, though. I did get Dobre. You were. Yeah, you were close. Um, I was going to say Dobre Den, though, but that's good that's day. That's good day. Uh huh. Okay. Thank you, next. <laughs> All right. It means. Are you guys ready? <laughs> it means uh, hometown. Oh, uh, fuck. Too easy. Was right in front of your faces. That's why you didn't get it. Yeah. Too easy. But yeah, so Rodne Miesto is hometown. Miesto can also mean town. I think also city as well. Um, okay. But I could be wrong about that. Like if you go to Prague, they have Nove Miesto, which means like new city or new town. Then they have Stare Miesto, which is like the old part of town, um, mm-hmm. which is really historic and beautiful. All right. So uh, in hopes of sharing some laughs, I have a joke of the pod. Um, this one is inspired by uh, living in Michigan, and I am almost willing to bet either of you can probably guess the punchline, but I'm going to ask it anyways. So, gentlemen, what are the two seasons of weather in Michigan? Don. Construction, not construction. <laughs> yes, I was going to say winter and construction, but yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it yeah. is winter and construction. To me, yep. it's just one or the other because... <laughs> you don't even throw winners a season. It's just shitty driving. I, I was the watching. Time. There was a section of I seventy five that I saw on Twitter oh a couple weeks God. ago that literally involved um, like cars losing control. Like it was a pothole so big that cars. There was a truck that um, like the the trailer jackknifed and somehow he like regained Ooh. control. Oh, nice! But uh, it was just the pothole so big that it threw the whole trailer off kilter. <laughs> Sounds like Michigan right there. Michigan in, in a sentence right there. Speaking of drivers, I've noticed in California, people cannot drive here. Like, there was an accident. We were driving up towards Sacramento yesterday, and there's an accident on the other side of the highway, and the uh, the lane that we were going in, not the accident side, fully slowed down to a crawl for about 15 miles. I mean, that miles. happens everywhere. That happens no, everywhere. But it's just like, that no, there's... That level of rubbernecking? No, but there's accidents like... <laughs> th- we, can't, we can't do a drive without seeing at least two accidents. Like, huh. every time we're in the car for more than, like, 20, 30 minutes, there's an accident. Mm-hmm consistently each way we went there's accidents you're not mm, going to see just... that in michigan i would say for the most part no no also there's less people per capita so yeah Statist- that's also true statistically less right less, tri- less, right, less drivers less accidents. give it to us all right so you know i had a quote of the pod prepared but i have to say i was so impressed with what don said <laughs> earlier about hometowns i'm gonna try it's not gonna be verbatim but I'm going to try to sum up the gist of it, of what Don said, because I thought it was really great. This is what we do at the Untranslatable Podcast. Steal our guest stuff and claim it as our own. That's right. <laughs> um, and so, Don, feel free to correct me or repeat it in a better way. Um, but I think the gist of what I got was, you know, your hometown is where a lot of your family and your friends are. But really, your home is where the people are that you love. I would say that, 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 hits, the, that hits the nail on the head. Parada. 
Well, perfect. Well, Don, we really want to thank you so much for being on here. This has been a great episode. A lot of great insights from you. Drop some serious uh, knowledge bombs. I would say your truth bombs. Um, so we thank you so much for being on here. Uh, Jared, as always, thank you for all the amazing work you do as well. Uh, check us out on uh, Twitter, Untranslatable1. Uh, also check out our Instagram page, Untranslatable Podcast. Shoot us an email, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us about your hometowns. Um, give us some untranslatables. Also, if you have anything you would like us to cover, uh, let us know. Although we still have quite a few topic ideas still in the books, so we'll discover some of those later. We thank you all so much for your support. We really appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you then. And as we say at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuya Man. <laughs>